Um, okay, cool. Bada binga dinga dung 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 ding. That's how I start every show now. <laughs> Damn, you just made your own trope. Yeah, yeah. my own light motif. Very nice. Very Thank nice, you. very nice. Thank you for the standing ovation right. uh, while you were sitting down. Well, if I put my feet up, it would be like a floating uh, one. Ovation, what would you say? Yeah, standing ovation, standing a floating ovation. ovation. I Flo- like that. That's a new thing. Ovation. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Uh, hey. Welcome, everybody, to Cinema Span. This Let's season, go. we are covering the films of 2007. I am your host, Louis Hillegas IV, and with me today is the world record holder for the world's funniest man in 2007, uh, and my good old pal. Yep. He made me say that. Yeah. Uh, also, I, Faith. I told you not to mention the world record thing because, you know, people are not going to believe me, but it's true. Even though I was seven, I, but still. All right, man. This is a good start, just gaslighting me <laughs> yeah. about, about this whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a set. I definitely didn't make that up, man. Hey, hook, there's, there's no, yeah. Classic comedy, hook and switch, right? Yeah, no but. <laughs> well. Yeah, it's a good motto to have. So, I mean, you said 2007, right? And I yes. remember before you even made this podcast, you were thinking, which year out of all the years? Yeah. And I think 2007, you just straight up nailed it. Because it's just a wild ride. If anyone has the chance, just Google 2007 movies and just take a peek. Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, high highs and low lows is, mm-hmm. is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I liked about it, too, is it just felt like a lot of people around our age would still be aware of enough of these movies. Um, because, uh, I mean, I was in like sixth grade when this came out. Uh like, like, where were you in 2007? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So, wait, you... Because I'm I'm 26 uh-huh. right now. Right. I'll be 24, um, so I was two years younger than you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll be 27 in March, but... Um, so, so, I was it, probably... I probably saw it on the cusp. You, you may have been in... Ele- you were definitely in elementary school, though. Right. You know, fourth-ish grade, maybe. Right. I wonder when I actually saw it. The first time I probably saw it was, I mean... Sixth grade, probably seventh. You know, um, I doubt I was that young watching it, but knowing me, I probably peaked it. You know. Well, I, yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of those films that, uh, you know, you know, kept playing like through the DVD era, right? Like everyone would have owned this, spread it around, and shown it to their friends. And also, like, I feel like we were so deep into this style of like comedies right it's like it's the fraternity brother like sure. like stuff in some ways the juvenile like like humor right. um like like this is a little more refined than than some of those other ones but it's still in that that tradition and i think so many people had memories of even growing up with those films that by the time their kids were teenagers they're kind of like i don't really care if my you know right. teenage son wants to watch like a movie with like you know raunchy jokes in it because he's sure. like I know I was thinking about that stuff at that age and it like sure. didn't mess me up to see this type well. of movie or something right <laughs> no, like just kidding, well, <laughs> just kidding no but like you know I mean sure they like maybe they talk about sex and like maybe in sixth grade that may have been like the first time you were hearing about like some of the contexts but even the way this film deals with consent is really interesting to look at um, because. 
I, I, I'm definitely jumping ahead, but um, essentially at the the end of the the movie, there's the whole arc is that these guys that that Seth played by Jonah Hill thinks you know that mm-hmm. uh, that Emma Stone's right. character will. Hook up with him if, if they're the both drunk. Oh, essentially. that's right. Like if we both get really fucked up at the party, get, is to get the liquor. Right. right. If if we both get get fucked up at this party, then we will, you know, hook up. Obviously, but mm-hmm. like she doesn't even drink. He's misunderstanding the situation entirely. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and putting his insecurities on the situation. Essentially, sure, that, that yeah. that's the arc he has to go through here. Um. So like, but, even if it does have a juvenile take on like sex, and they they have a lot of like jokes that are like pretty you know that that could push what it would, would be appropriate for like mm-hmm. a sixth grader um that's true at the end of the day it's teaching them that like the situation is more complex than just like you you you, you get the objective and then you you get the girl as the reward at the end sure, of the story sure. you know? which is harmless enough and it's also a big movie about uh friendship and like absolutely uh, they all bond closer but also like i think some of them Michael Sarah and Seth, uh, Seth Rogen, jo- Jonah Hill's character, uh, they talk about them like being apart more. I don't know. I can't. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, yeah. It, uh, so, I mean, essentially, the the two of them are you know about to go off to college. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Okay. So it's it's a it's about them splitting up here. Oh um, sure. Right, and and kind of coming. You know, they're they're dealing with their breakup as friends mm-hmm. because they're just going to different schools. That's right. Um. And, you know, they kind of get together with the girls at the end, and it's symbolic of, right. you know, we'll, we'll still be in touch, but we're, there's going to be other things in our lives and other new commitments. Um, so Superbad uh, is directed by Greg Matola. Greg Matola? Yep. Um, so he, uh, his first, like, film is called Day Trippers. Uh, came out in 96. I think it was like a Sundance hit. Um, I haven't seen it yet, um, but that 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 it's like one of those indie films that just like generates buzz for someone early sure. on. Sure. Um, he has like some TV work after this. Um, he does Arrested Development, which is worth pointing out because the Michael Sarah, the same guy. Oh, I but see. He, he directs a, a few episodes of the TV show Arrested Development. He he's not in charge of the whole thing. I see by yeah, any right. means, um, but I think that's where he probably met Michael Sarah. Um, he's got a couple other films like Paul, which is the the, yeah, the alien one, right? Alien movie. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that. <laughs> you never seen it? No, no, no. I I know that's it's it's more of a cult film, right? You know, it's yeah. I guess you just like if you see it, you're not gonna be like, oh my god, Paul was really good. But it also scratches that itch of like aliens for a lot of people, which right. is like kind of was my itch. But this alien's cool <laughs> and he smokes weed and he holds his breath, he turns invisible. You know. So it's goofy, very uh, it's very very thousands yes. Comedy Central, very very for sure. much so, which is fine. Yeah, you know, it's not trying to be something it's not, and like most of these movies, I'm I'm saying they're not trying to be something they're not, and they're not taking themselves too seriously. Right, that was the charm of most of these movies for comedy, which is like a happy medium. Like you know, it's fun to watch, but I feel like Super Bad is a little different. Definitely, I, I I well, Superbad is uh, lasted. Uh, I would say better than any of the other comedies of this area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we covered Walk Hard. That's one that's definitely held up pretty well. Uh, and so funnily good. enough, Blades of Glory I think held up pretty sure. well too. Um, when you would think that it would fall more to the wayside, wayside's the way that uh, Wild Hogs did. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gosh, that's probably been the first time those movies have been like talked about like, in, in the same other. breath. Like, <laughs> well, sen- I mean, yeah, but they they came out like you know within the same year, so you know they somebody could have watched those two movies at blockbuster you know like right, a week yeah. apart you know like if they had if they had rented those <laughs> can um, you imagine going to the movie theater you go to see one of the films and they're like oh yeah it's sold out but uh you know you can pick another movie and like well, what about wild hogs john travolta is <laughs> in there then they watch it instead uh classic yeah. classic classic <laughs> exactly but um i i do think it's because that uh Greg Matola, he tends to have a bit more style in his comedies uh-huh. um, than uh, like like the standard fare around this this area. Um, last week, I was talking about uh, Juno and Knocked Up, mm-hmm. and uh, some of my like failings with Judd Apatow are that he's not a, a very visually interesting director. Oh, that's um, that's, a, that's an interesting. But but Greg Matola is using like really extensive blocking throughout this film. Um, there, there's early, like early on, uh, Seth and Evan are just basically there. Um, so Seth, which is played by Jonah Hill, right. And Evan, uh, who's played by Michael Sarah, they are, uh, they're, they're stand-ins for the writers of this film, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Mm. Two of them are a directing do du- directing and producing duo. Um, but they also wrote the script. It's kind of their first big project. Right. Um, but the, the two, uh, the, the two leads, Seth and Evan are just in a gas station and they're just kind of setting up a lot of the, the early, like, you know, school's about to be done. I, we didn't get into the same, uh, college, all this type of stuff. Um, and they're in a gas station and they just, they, they move around and they hit a, a couple different points and, and they frame it pretty well. And interestingly, Very cool. when they could have just, you know, shot, set up the camera in front of the hot dog stand. Sure. And then just said, keep talking while yep. the hot dogs roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, the actual uh, composition, uh, you know, keeps it fresh and keeps it moving, which right. is, which is really nice. And, you know, even uh, at the very beginning of the film, when Seth comes and picks up Evan in his car, mm-hmm. um, like they're talking on the phone to each other. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, Evan walks out the front door and he's still talking on the phone to Seth and their, their conversation just continues as he walks up to the car, uh-huh. gets in, he just hangs up the phone, but without a beat, they, they, they don't drop a single line. Oh, interesting. Um, and it's just and like, the audio seems seamless too. It, well, yeah, exactly. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a <clears throat> clear cut there, right. but, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's pretty like fun in just a way that like. It's it's fun and inventive with like the technology that we have right now. Sure. Without really being that crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Greg Matola also did Adventureland. Um, if you've sounds seen that, sounds very familiar. It's got Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart, Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig. Um, but yeah, some oh, others. Play, oh, it's, it's oh my it's, gosh, it's, 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 a, a, it's a fair out yes. in like uh, New Jersey, actually called like Adventureland. Um. And they, they went and filmed there, like at, at the actual park, and Isn't it's just it, a it's a summer romp. It's but Kristen like it's Stewart, right? Kristen Stewart. Did I yeah. say I probably said something else? But no, no. I was like, it's the girl from Twilight mm-hmm. and fucking Jesse and Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Yeah, but that's a, I, wow, but, what but a throwback. That that's got a lot of style in it too. Um, even that though was like it's mom. a that that's his follow up to Superbad. Very cool. Um, and and then also Confess Fletch, which just came out this last year. Oh shit. Um, it's the next Fletch movie. There's there's two Chevy Chase Fletch movies from the eighties. But um, this is kind of like a revamp with John Hamm playing the, the lead. Um, 
And it had a lot more style than than I was expecting for a comedy of that caliber. I mean, Fletch is like a detective, so in some ways it almost felt like a little James Bond or spy-ish. Um, oh, sure. Ju- just at, at a couple moments. It's kind of a then, like, different little bit of a style for him. Yeah, it, it, well, but, he, but the thing is, I, I think he's still, like, he's still making comedies it. and sure. still busting them out. And not a lot of people um, are able to make comedies, like, in this day and age, let alone yes. comedies that are successful. That's what I was going to say when I was referencing the comedy period for the time, when they, when they weren't taking themselves seriously. And it's just hard because I feel like filmmakers now are forced in a way of like, I need to do X, Y, and Z rather than I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And it's just funny to us. Like a lot of the movies that you watch with Walk Hard and Blades of Glory, they have like such a good team where they just love making movies. And you can just feel that. Well, And And I feel like this one is closer to that than Wild Hogs. You know, no, if you, put, no. <laughs> if you yeah. put it on a scale. You're, you're totally right, too, because it's crazy the amount of uh, overlap there is with, like, sure. the, the actual group of comedians and players that they yes. have. Obviously, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, these are, like, their first film credits. Right. Or, sorry, Michael Sarah has an extensive TV career before this, actually, um, just because he was, like, a child actor. It was Jonah Hill but, was but the this, big one, right? Well, this was Jonah Hill's first film, and but it was Michael Sarah's first kind of, uh, you know, feature, you know, wide-release type deal, too. He ju- he had just been working before that, sure. rather. Um, but <laughs> Seth Rogen, you know, he had, again, had been working for a long time yeah. and popped up in, like, some films. Um, but, like, this was a really big breakout for him. Bill Hader as well. Um, he was on SNL, you course, know, and like yeah, had legends. gotten big from that. Yeah. But this was like the start of his film career. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this and Hot Rod um, and Knocked Up are all in the same year. And he's in all three of those wow. in bit parts. And he plays totally different characters. In all supporting one. roles as well. All supporting roles, yeah. I mean. Um, he's kind of a supporting role star, though, too. Like every time the camera's on him, though, he nails it. Incredible. Know? I mean, I think he, he understands, like, it, it's probably why he is such a good writer and director as well mm-hmm. is that he understands the whole piece right and he's like okay this is the part i'm playing within the piece and yes. and, and like he understands where to bring comedic relief and, yeah. and at what time um to to make it have the most impact um yeah he's i mean he's killer in this too but um this yeah, is the, him, him and him and Seth Rogen as cops is just just killer it's great they have a great little dynamic duo, and it's like uh, even the cops are like normal ass dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I do love it though because it's like because of how irresponsible they are. Like they they don't really let up on the game right until the end of the film because they essentially these uh we're, we're so it, I'll, I'll catch us up plot wise. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, keep rolling. The cops it. are introduced to us uh, at the liquor store and. Um, Essentially, you know, Jules is throwing a party, Emma Stone's character. Yes. Uh, and she asks Seth um, to to go and get them liquor for the party. He goes, oh, yeah, we could yeah. do that. So, so they go to their friend, Christopher Mint Plots, uh, played by Christopher Mint's Plots. Um, he uh, is, is called Fol- Fogel, is his real name. Yes, yes. But uh, he has just gotten a new fake ID uh, with just one name yes. and one name only on first, it. First and last. First and last. <laughs> Or no first name, just a last name. Yeah. But or just is, a middle name. Or maybe. just a middle name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, an alibi. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it says McLovin. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's become its own incredible, like meme and joke, you know, just like a meme before memes were, you know, definitely there was, there was like gifts and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, just, yeah, just like such a funny name too. Yeah. like such a clever, it's, it's, it, it truly feels original. Like I have this. a great story for, for the, a fake ID for the McLovin ID. So my but, buddy, yeah. his, uh, his name's Taylor, Shadow Taylor. I haven't seen him in years, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. uh, he looks nothing like McLovin. He like is kind of darker complexion, but it's cause he's Eastern Canadian. It's, it's a very weird, like, he's just like has a naturally like, darker tan. Blue eyes, short hair, you know, he's kind of bigger build. Looks nothing like McLevin, right? <laughs> okay. So he was probably 17, 18, maybe, maybe even younger, yeah. maybe a hair older. But he went to go buy, like, uh, blunt, blunt wraps or alcohol right. or something with it, and it f- fucking worked. Of course. The McLovin ID worked. It's from Hawaii. <laughs> it says McLovin. And it's like well, literally but, polar opposites. But that's the thing about it is like, of course it works. Because like most people checking IDs, especially in a state like California, where this takes place in, like don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. And like, yep, sure. and, like, and, and that, that's the thing. When 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 a Fogel goes to the liquor store to buy liquor, <laughs> he goes in, he drops like a a, a, a pack of six packs and they oh, kind of go all yeah, over the yeah, place. And the yeah. guy and the guy's just like is like, did you do this? And he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you should clean this up too. But like someone might get hurt and he's just like, I fucking hate my life. <laughs> it's it's yeah, really but, funny. Yeah, it's not and me, then, but it's it's quite the mess. He has no problem with that. And then he just grabs a bunch of liquor, walks up to the cashier, right. and like she's not asking for his ID until he's just like until he he, you know, messes up the game, right? Right. Because he's like, oh, I heard they just put more hops in that, in that <laughs> and beer. <the> beer. <laughs> and it's, and she's just like, uh, okay, come on. Yes. ID. Yeah. But, uh, honestly, like most people for their own sake, just need to show on camera that they, they checked it. Right. Yeah. I, I, like, people slide that it's in. A, it's a sale. It's a sales place at the end yeah. of the day. Like, and even the cops, like. The, the whole game with the cops is that they clearly know this is a fake ID because he hands them the fake ID. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry. The, 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 the liquor store gets robbed. He gets punched in the face. Dude. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Called, but, <laughs> but, uh, like the cops clearly know it's a fake ID. Yes. And the, the whole thing is that, you know, you just assume they're bad cops and that they're like all about fucking around and maybe yeah. they, they don't realize that it's a fake ID, uh-huh. but by the end it's revealed that like they knew, but they also were like, you know, Hey, we saw ourselves, ourselves in you. you. Yeah. We just wanted to have it's a fun classic. night. Right. Like, yeah. like it was, it, it at least excuses it in a way that you could believe that these guys were real cops, but you're like, there's no way they're doing this every fucking night. Right. right. Like, and Fogel's the character that is trying to get you painted as like, you know, someone you shouldn't necessarily like, but you have no choice of loving. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he's just, yeah, you know, I think we've all no, known a kid uh, like full, that, right? Yeah. Like, and he's just like, it's, exactly. There's no, there's no real reason to hate him, yeah. but you kind of hate him. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you're like, oh, well, kind of like him. It, but it, you kind of love him Jonah, at the yeah, same time. Jonah exactly. Hill's like, especially she's like, fuck off, fool. You know, you ruined it. And he starts yelling at him and shit. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah. That's, uh, 
That's Fogel for you. All right, so so yeah, I mean there there's that, there's a lot of really great banter in the middle of all of this. Um, the reason why like Seth and Evan like don't interfere with like the the robber at the liquor store is that um, a, a girl who previously graduated is like out jogging, um, and they're 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 just like it, it's the give me one sec. Clean yeah. take here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, but the, the reason why uh, Seth and Evan uh, aren't able to stop the, the liquor store robbery is because they they see a, a, a girl who's graduated um, a year before, like like out jogging. They start talking about her, her breast reduction. And he's like, "Oh, what a shame!" And then, and then like Michael, Michael's Harris character's like, "No, man, it makes him like more firm and like upright." And then like Jonah's just he starts jogging, and he's like, "I gotta get it. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks." Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is just like it's such a great. I, term I, for- I, it's another one of those lines. I feel like I I would hear people quote all the time, like right. after um this movie came out. Yeah. It's just like it's infinitely. Horrible. And it's interesting that Jonah Hill's character is named Seth because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Seth Rogen originally wrote the role for Seth as him, but he yes. outgrew the role, right? Yeah, well, so what's interesting about this year is, uh, so Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill are both in Superbad and Knocked Up. Oh, interesting. Um, Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. No, this is wild. So in <laughs> in Knocked Up, all the characters are just named after the people who play them. Oh, sure. Except for, like, Seth, like, who's the main character. He he actually has a different name. Mm-hmm. But all of his comedian friends are just, like, you know, Jonah Hill is Jonah. Okay. Uh, J- Jason, uh, you know, J- yeah, Jason is Jason, right? Uh, Martin stars Martin. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then in this movie they they do the same thing of just like just just throw the first name out, but straight up, you're right. Um, Seth Rogen was 25 when the when when a uh, knocked up came out, uh, I um, see. and apparently I think he was just too tall and looked too f- kind of you know like like grown mm-hmm. next to like Michael Sarah and especially like Christopher Mintz. <laughs> like that dude is tiny yeah and like it, it, to be fair yeah jonah hill just like is a bit shorter and just like you know in that age range like people play high school kids until they're like 28 yeah it happens all the time in the industry yeah. um if you have the right face or features for it like you could definitely get away with it and then there's also like you definitely see 30 year old guys in, in like Riverdale with their shirt off playing on the football team. And you're like, that's just no high schooler looks <laughs> yeah. like that, man. But, but it, it's it, 30 it, years. It happens, you yeah, know, it does. Um, it's, it does. <laughs> it's the movie magic yeah, of it all. True. Um, which is interesting that in this one, John, uh, Seth Rogen's like, you know what? I, I, I want to see Jonah as this. And this is Jonah's first. Yeah. Really like, Role assuming the spotlight and which and it, you know. exactly Seth Rogen also executive produced this so you're you know you're like it's it's cool that he had this script for so long he wrote this like when he was in high school um, and and essentially you know had been holding on to it that long wow. for him to be like willing to step down yeah it's his baby it's great and and also I it makes me wonder like they had to have some type of other plot line with these cops already established. Sure. Um, but like, I wonder if they expanded the role of it all a bit. I believe ju- just to give himself a bigger role in the film, you know, like if right. he was stepping down, 
um, because the cops are so good too. Yeah. Like, and yeah. and usually that's the type of plot line that that could be worse if it wasn't executed as well. Which I I don't think I've seen him before. Uh, well, besides I guess knocked up right because they were in three movies together. Um, but the, it's just great. I think oh, yeah. his comment well, from Seth Rogen is that originally the cops were gonna be just like as a little side piece, but I think he did expand on it a little more. That I make, would. That that, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense then. I would. Yeah, and they don't interact and knocked up. Bill Hader's just a a, a one scener guy. That's like, what I, yeah, that's what so I thought. It's, it's not even that's like what I thought. There, not, there's there's no other time the two of them have been put next to each right. other as like a comedic duo. Nice. Um, although like. They could probably pull off Timon and Pumbaa because who's that? Timon and Pumbaa from, from the Lion King. Oh, shit. Seth, Seth Rogen voiced Pumbaa in the in the live action version, and they they had Billy Eichner do uh, Timon, which he did great too. I'm just I was just thinking I could see the two of them like embodying that kind of comedic relief well sure. together too, yeah. or, or you know, in a different situation for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just they're two good talents. I think they're both two that though, like because they're both producers, directors, writers, uh, mm-hmm. and, and actors in their own right, like, they're too big to probably work together again. Like, oh, yeah. unless there's a reason for the for them to, you know, say, we got to work on right. this project. Like, right. not going to happen. For sure. So, uh, yeah, so Seth and uh, and Evan, basically, they, they return to the liquor store, and they see the cops have arrived, and they just assume McLovin is getting arrested mm-hmm. because – you know, why else would the cops be you know, yeah. like, like bringing him into the back of his car and right. all that? Um, and Seth's like, we got to get money or or like liquor fast. They just lost all of their money because they gave it to full hole yeah, to, exactly. to buy the liquor. Right. Um, and a guy runs over Seth. Um, the, 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 the guy is played oh, yes. by, by Joe Lo uh, Truglio. I'm told it, he's got a tough name. Um but he's a uh, he's famous for being on Brooklyn Nine Nine. If you've seen that sitcom, sure, um, yes, with Terry uh, Crews, right? Of course, and uh, uh, Andy Samberg. Nice. Um, I I think having an actor that is this gifted comedically is part of what helps build that huge you know ensemble right. uh, of great actors, you know, uh, and comedians. Because mm-hmm. most movies like when they get down to the the b and c tier roles don't have actors that are this good you know especially side pieces like they didn't they could go with the story without this intervention of the character right right the branch it goes off of with the with with this character is so and he does good well and that's like that's the the, and as a kid that's the genre of this film like there's been more copycats of super bad than than like anything um, like, like it, it kind of did invent its own little genre here, but like also there, there have been other films like this. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a, a one crazy night film, right? Like yes. whatever the situation is like after hours by Martin, Martin Scorsese, um, or like uncut gems almost feels like a one crazy night <laughs> film because like it takes place over like two days. Um, but like, it's just like stuff just keeps happening and like people right. are getting diverted and pulled, pulled apart, you know, in other directions. Um, but yeah, it, it's the tangents and it's the it's the it's the it's the crazy sidetracks that make it all all that much more fun, you know. Especially when you have a good supporting cast, yeah. You know, just like you said, yeah. And they, and I mean, exactly. They go to this school, or they they, they don't go to the school. They they, <laughs> <laughs> they they go to this party, right? And uh, they it's so funny because because uh, <laughs> because uh, Joe's 
character is immediately thrown out like and beat up because he is not supposed to be there. But he's like, he's telling him the whole time, like, oh, you can come in and it, yeah, there's totally gonna be tons of, of booze for you guys. And it's gonna be great. Um, and then the the boys kind of have a fight there about like how far they're, they're willing to go to what yeah, to steal. You know, Evan doesn't want to do it. So he leaves the party and then Seth kind of doubles down and, um, does he leave? I thought he gets fucked up there. Right? He 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 leaves for a moment. I'm, oh, yeah. sure, sorry. Um, no, 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 you're good. Um, so yeah, so so Evan uh, Evan leaves um, the party for a bit. Talks on the phone to to his date. Oh, sure. Um, and then uh, Seth is inside, and uh, he he dances with a girl who uh, like like stains his like pants with with period blood. <laughs> I love the scene where she's like, hey. That's yeah. I'm pretty sure she goes. You're hot. Exactly, (laughs) dude. It's like the whole time he's just like, what? Like he can't (laughs) believe it. And and the reason why he stops his quest for liquor, like this is the only time you ever see him like pause. He is like he is like dead set on like getting this whatever it takes. But but the reason why he pauses here is I think he's like this could be my girlfriend. (laughs) Like like what if I just solve my problems and then I don't have to go to like grad night? Like I think he's sitting there thinking it the whole time. Well, for sure because and previously when they just hop into that guy's car as a stranger, I don't know about you, but when I was young, I was doing some fucked up shit, (laughs) and like there's a chance like oh dude this solves all of our problems and then we go and then you're just somewhere doing something and like his character <laughs> like is, is you, somewhere you t- doing me, something you told me you've been to a couple second locations oh yes that you shouldn't have been at oh dude for sure <sighs> for sure i'm dude i've oh yeah i got some i got some really interesting stories of just like waking up during a party you know <laughs> oh <my laughs> you know like you fall asleep somewhere and you wake up during a party and you're like uh, have i been here the whole time <laughs> yeah Jesus. But, I mean, Jonah Hill's character, I mean, if that's what happened to a young pubescent man, you know, you're a little twisted, you're a little horny up, you know, you're getting grinded on. How strong, how big of a man are you? Fair, <laughs> fair enough, man. You know? he's, yeah, he knows he's, like, out of his league, so he's right. just like, I'm holding on to the <laughs> yeah. bat as much as I, as, <laughs> as I can. Which then, it's so weird, though, like... If really thinking about it, like this girl is on her period and she like specifically just is like rubbing around and then she's just like, All right, thanks. And then just, and leaves. Yeah. And just leaves. No, and then exactly. Uh Mark, who's played by Kevin Corrigan. Yes. Um, he comes in and he's he's the boyfriend, he's the host of the party. He's previously beaten up, you know, uh beaten up Joe's character. Um and he it, it, it's revealed that this is his girlfriend and he's going to beat up the guy who's been dancing with her. Like, um, but, um, in the meantime, Michael Sarah comes back into the party, um, to use the phone because his, his, the reception on his yeah, cell phone is bad. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> just like cutting out and just calling her like yeah. a bunch of just shit. Badass shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So he goes, calls her on the landline. And then when he's in that room, uh, like like five or six guys come in and and they bust out a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. And and he's just like, "Uh fuck, like what what do I do here?" The guys, you know, reveal that uh the fights about to happen. 
Like the dudes are just like the dude's like I've been praying for a fight. Like one of the guys is like I woke up today look like like just hoping I could get in <laughs> yeah, a fight. Like, please, it's so fucking uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, they're hella coked up. Yeah, obviously. And then it, literally the the door busts through. Like the fight comes in. You know, or, or the 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 door busts open. And it's the dude from the liquor store that was cleaning up the mess <laughs> from before. Oh, Because really? he's at this party, unexplainably, which is a, a, just a fun detail. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's like, fight! And then they, they all run outside. And, and literally, like, all the dudes on coke just start, like, wailing on, like, anyone at the party or, like, anyone that's, like, uh, fucking around. It's, I, it's just, like, yeah, all madness. I think one of my favorite scenes is right before that happens when... Uh, Evan oh. in the room. Yeah, and they start doing. Yeah. like, well, who's that guy? Dude, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> and that's then, right. The door doesn't bust down right away. And then they start talking about him. Like, oh, that's so and so's brother, his little brother, the musician, the singer. Yes, yes. And and he, he goes, uh, yeah. He goes, dude, you have to sing for us, bro. <laughs> Have to sing for us, hella coked out. He gets hella excited. Goes, yeah, like that guy. But just, he's like, just a you can tell he's he's like singing with like half of his voice. Yeah. But like all the dudes are like so coked <laughs> yes. up that they're like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> yes. And and like yeah, like the main dude just goes, but that, but that, like you're some shit, and you're just yeah. It's killer. It's such a good. And then to break the tension as he's like kind of getting into it and like singing good. Uh, the fucking door just breaks down. Exactly, and then yeah, uh, Seth and and that's that's right. Seth tries to wash off the stain from his pants. Uh-huh. Goes down. There's a line for the bathroom, so he goes into the basement. Um, in the basement, he finds like a lot of beer, and so he takes some laundry detergent. Yes, and empties it out, and then puts beer into it. Which is like in it's just like it's so sus, but you you, you know it's bad, like because because he drinks it later in the party <laughs> and it comes does. out blue. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like Everyone's like drinking. He didn't rinse that thing out <laughs> no. at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Classic, um, huh? But luckily, that's you know he brought other liquors, <laughs> not sure. just not just laundry detergent shit. But right. this is all he can get. So yeah, he he walks out with the laundry detergent. Mission successful. And, and he has and, like and beers yeah. in his pockets and shit. Right? Exactly. And Mark's just like, what What are you doing? You know, like dancing with my chick. And then he's like, also, why are you holding this laundry detergent? And he's like, well, your chick stained my pants. <laughs> and kind of can't deny it. The fight happens. All the cokeheads join. Oh, Seth sure. and Evan get out, right? But, like, just by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the cops are just kind of going on a fucking rampage, right? They're they're letting, uh, like, like Fogel fire their their gun. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're yes. just, like, they're out doing, like, donut holes and shit. Like, just fucking. I yeah. love the genuine bonding the cops do with Fogel. No, but, truly, <laughs> truly. Like, up, like the, because you can tell they're hella fucked up. And, like, yeah, so they, they all, like, they respond to a call at a bar, right? And so they're, uh, <laughs> they go in and, like, they're like, all right, Fogel, just, like, sit, you know, sit sit in the corner here. And so he stays by by the entrance and then they go and deal with like a really drunk guy and the, the drunk guy tries to run away from him and like somehow like pushes Seth and uh, Seth Rogan, uh, you know, and, and the other cop over and like is about to leave and, and Fogel somehow able to stop this guy from running out of the bar. <laughs> it's it's, and so, that, it's yeah. like, and inver- like he didn't actually do no, something. He, just, you know? he was just like trying to get out of the way, but like you know, dodging left, right, yeah. like the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but he's seen as a hero. And so they're like, yeah, let's buy you For a beer. Yeah. And so they, they just like start drinking at the bar and and it's killer. Cause you know, he's underage and like right. everyone else probably knows he's underage too, but it's like, <laughs> there's two cops in front of you saying this <laughs> yeah, guy the- is of age. So it's like, what are you going to do? But serve him, you know, straight up. Um, yeah, sure. It's, it's too good. They should have had a scene. It probably would have poked, broke the reality too much, but like, of him pulling out his ID. Sure. You know, to I, show that bartender in front I of would. those cops. I would, yeah. Like that would just it'd like, be pretty damn funny. Punch, like yeah. like just like and like to get like an insert shot of like the cops like almost breaking up, like laughing. Yeah. You know, being like, is this is this dumbass gonna take it? <laughs> but it would kind of rob you at of the end of the Exactly. Interview, so. Well and that and that's the beauty of it is that like you don't know and then the, you know the second time through is that much more fun because yeah. you do. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Seth uh, and Nevin run so from the party. They, they run from the party, but they also like you know they they this is like where they have their big fight, like too, like sure. before at the party. Uh, oh, Evan yeah. was trying to actually leave, and and Seth's still pissed about it. But Evan rightly identifies. He's like, look, I'm just gonna go to the party without alcohol and tell her how I feel, and I'm gonna hope she feels the same way. And we don't need to be drunk to, to hook up. Like, he literally says the advice that Seth, like, could take right. and needs to hear at this moment. Um, and, and and that's that's the moment that Seth, you know, decides to double down instead. Mm. Um, which is, it, it, it just says a lot about his character. And I, and, I, and I just love that they don't let him get the reward, you know, at, in the way that he thought he would get it, right? right and yeah. then, like, he's, he, but he does come to the relationship on the right terms eventually. It, you know, he, he needs to grow here, right? Because he's being a dick to Evan too. Right. Because Evan's going to a better college that he can't get into. So he, he resents him for it, you know? Exactly. Um, it all it all comes like, it's cool because, yes, yeah, it's a comedy. But has structure. Has a good set yeah. of bones. Well, I mean, and exactly. It doesn't need to be super deep. You just need to deal with, like, whatever the scenario is uh, with some reality, right? Because, right. like, I think a lot of people have been in a situation like this, like they either were dating someone when they left high school or they had like a best friend or two and like your social circles change. I mean, that's just a part of life. Yeah, um, for better or for worse. Yeah. Some people, they, they had the same social group until they hit high school. So like sometimes it's harder for other people. Some, mm-hmm. sometimes people move or change schools that, you know, change their social circles before that. Yeah. So it's not as hard, but I mean, I think it's hard no matter what, like, yeah. Anytime it happens, you know, like moving to a new city, reestablishing a social group right. of friends is, is like, it's one of the hardest things you can do. Yeah. And it's also um, like, you know, a, a good thing to do too, for sure. Yeah. To like well, to, to get out of your comfort zone and sure. to, to push yourself in that way. For sure. Yeah. Um, so the cops, yeah, the, I mean, this, the, what's fun about this is this is the moment where, uh, all the plot lines basically run together. And, and, and exactly. They, the cops literally crash into, uh, into Seth like, <laughs> and knock him over. And then and, the fucking, yeah. the thing. And so Fogel's just in the backseat watching this whole thing go down, but the cops are ready. They basically like ha- they they find out that the boys have like beer in their in the in the laundry detergent, mm-hmm. and they and Bill Hader just pulls his gun out. <laughs> you know, like like on them. It's like get on the floor, like because they're fucked up too, and they're like, oh fuck, oh yeah. And then they're drinking. like they're like Fogel, 
or they they call him McLovin because that's what they think his name is. They yeah. say McLovin, um, like you're gonna write a a, wis- a witness testimony <laughs> uh, that these guys like you know like pull like, the gun like, out like, or some no that they like you know they they smacked our into our car like they did all these things yeah um, and, like they're totally ready to like arrest them <laughs> and like bring them in. It's just so fucking funny. But yeah. then, yeah, uh, event, event, Fogel gets out of the car and uh, is smoking a cig and, and makes eye contact with Seth and, and freaks out and he drops the cigarette. Um, and I, I don't think there's a fire, but See, I think there, I which, thinking, yeah, like, it's it's crazy. You would think with the setup of these things. It's just a fire. Um, but the alcohol wouldn't light on fire necessarily. But, but, it, but it, in a movie, you know, you never know. I can't remember. Or maybe it is a tiny guy. But anyways. Um, a tiny guy. The, yeah, a little it's tiny. Just, movies are just a tiny, tiny dude, <laughs> a little man. This a little, a little tiny human man. <laughs> a little blue guy. He picks up the cigarette he was, and he just—he was covered in the laundry detergent. Yeah, he's hiding, swimming. <laughs> okay, so. Um, but anyways, but you know, does he run? The, Evan or? just gets up and starts running, and, <laughs> yeah, and he—it's right. it, been established that he runs like. Uh, for it, it, he plays soccer, right? So he is an endurance runner, and he just he just starts. It's so great because he just like looks over, notices everyone's looking at Fogel, gets up and starts running, and, and then yeah, and then Seth just goes the other way, um, and then like you know they they outrun the cops, um, and they all kind of come back together, and they they finally get to the to the to Jules's party. Yes, um, and yeah, it seems like a lot of people are just sitting around because they don't have liquor, but there's definitely people that have shown up and brought their own stuff because mm-hmm. um as uh as, as evan you know goes to find his date she's already like plastered drunk oh it's that one girl from uh from school that he loves yes um well doesn't love but just really i mean it's, it's becca becca yeah it's his high school little fling yes you know um, the girl the unattainable you know as it were the, the object of his affection sure um yeah, and, and so, you know, he, he goes, and he's like, oh, man, she's really drunk. Like, I, I don't know about this. Like, shouldn't I not be hooking up with her? And somebody right. else goes like, oh, you can hook up with her. You just need to be drunk, too. And oh, so, so yeah, he, yeah, friends, he goes the, into the bathroom the and, like, drinks a bunch of beer, <laughs> like, to get drunk. And then he's, like, drunk and when he goes up to her. And then she's like, oh, my God. And, like, she's so excited to see him and, like, feeds him more liquor. Um and it's basically like you got to come upstairs with me. There's something I got to tell you. You know, yeah. it, just laying it on super thick. Super, super. And they, super. you know, they they <laughs> they start to hook up, but they're he's a bit apprehensive, and you can tell he's uncomfortable just because of how drunk she is. And he's also pretty drunk too. Like he's like, this is just a lot for me to process while I'm this drunk. Right. And Which like you know, it's you're everything's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, Even well, the dull ones from the liquor, you're like, uh. Exactly. But they're both like, they, they, they both just keep talking about like, like she's like, I flirt with you in math so hard. Like she says that it's just, it's so, <laughs> it's so juvenile and cute. Like right. in a way that it's just like, they had all this pent up energy. They clearly needed to let it out in a scenario like this. But you know, my, Michael Sarah's character is rightfully identifying that this is not the right time. And right. It's it's just nice like that he like doesn't try to push it too far and then yep, there's also sure. the comedic ending of like she starts puking yes. like, while they're hooking up and oh, and, and so right. like you get a bit of both in there without it being like he's trying to push his luck and he keeps pushing it and then she's puking and he's like oh this is gross like yeah. that that would have been like 
that really would have sucked, you know, like it, 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 yeah. Straight up. Um, a what? lesser movie would have went for something like that. I think. Yes. Too. Because, because it's a funny idea. Like to puke while someone's hooking up with you. It's funny enough that they reuse it in book smart, which is like the, it's, it's an update on super bad. Um, Oh really? Yeah. It, it's it made with two girls. Um, Olivia Wilde directed and wrote it. Oh, co-wrote it. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, um, I was going to say, is it stinky, stinky? No, or? no, no. I, I, I liked book smart. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Well, that's good. I mean, it, it lands in the movie, the throw up scene. It, a, sure. it absolutely does. And I think it, it lands a little less and, and book smart even. Right. Like, well, which <laughs> just goes to show it's not an easy thing throw, to do. Yeah. I was going to say throw up isn't for everyone, but it just taking the but way. Even comedically, like, like poop, you know, farts, <laughs> like, like throw up, like they're, they're gross out things that like some people are just like, I won't ever touch it but then it's like every once in a while like a fart squeaks out and like in the perfect comedic timing in a way you can't explain it you know right um ah <laughs> uh, yes shits and farts ah uh, yes shits oh, and yes. farts shits and farts shits and farts shit yeah and uh then you know seth eventually uh catches up with jules right he's also there's a montage of him drinking a lot, like um, with everyone at the party. Yeah, when he first just, gets there, yeah, just, yeah, exactly pouring shots and yeah. being like detergent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you really feeling man. soapy? Well, they all take a shot, and someone's like, "This is to Seth," and someone's like, and, and they all take a take the shot, and he's like, and someone's like, "Who's Seth?" And he's like, "I'm Seth," and then he's like, "Another shot on me!" And like, yeah, <laughs> just keeps going. Um, but he's pretty plastered by the time he gets to Jules, and. Sure. Um, she is playing it really nicely. Like she is uh, a sober person dealing with a drunk person right. that she likes, you know, there. like in a, in a, in a very gracious manner, right? Like she could be a lot ruder and, and could walk away. Um, but she's like, at least trying to give him some benefit of the doubt. And right. it, cause she likes him, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and they, I mean, yeah, he, he, he asked her to, to come outside with him. Oh God. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, he, he kisses her and like, no, it's no, just it's, like, it's, it's not, it's, it doesn't happen at the right time at all. Well, cause he, he sets it up, right? Cause, yeah. Cause he's like, oh man, I'm just so drunk. Isn't that crazy how like drunk we are? Yes. You yes. Know? Yeah. And then she's and like, she's I'm like, not, I haven't had a drink. And he goes, and he goes, you're drunk. You gotta be drunk. Right. You know, and you then, had me get all that liquor. Like, and then of that's course when his drunk. character falls Flat on his face, because you know, like, well, well, no, they, so they he kisses her. I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, he, um, he, not, not, he, not physically, no, but no, no, but unfortunately, I'm no, he, he <laughs> falls, he falls in a minute in, in like a moment, like it's, it's after the kiss. He, he tries to kiss her, uh, and then she again, yeah, like uh, we're not, I'm not drunk, all that, and then he, he falls into her face, right, and gives her a black eye, right. The, the funny thing is, is when I said that, I meant his actual character, like his mission. Oh, it falls on its face, you know, but then Got I was, you. and then you're Got like, you. no, but he like actually falls on his face. I'm yeah. like, God damn, he's right. <laughs> but which both are true. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah no, he, he falls flat twice. Like, yes. and, and it's brutal. Cause like he, like, like, uh, Jules is letting him off the hook. Yeah, for sure. When he like passes out and falls into her too. Like that's. That that way you know like it's gonna be twice as hard for him to walk this all back now like when he right. eventually has to and the shot of that is good too the like the the, the shot of him going Doom. oh yeah it's, it, it, it's good you it's feel like, the impact for, for sure for sure for sure um, and then yeah Fogel has somehow he's 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 hooked up or he's 
he goes and dances with the with the girl that he was looking at at the beginning sure. of the movie in school and uh they they end up hooking up in, in like the the master bedroom um and the, the cops the cops show up <laughs> like uh bill Hader and seth rogan's you know characters come in and uh they they they, they shut down the party downstairs For sure, yeah they charge but, in, but yeah. they don't but They're no one knows what's drunk. going on upstairs yeah yet. um and so seth uh evan is like drunken himself to like sleep on the, oh, couch. On the couch and so, so uh seth basically has to save evan's character because yeah, evan's right. passed out on the couch and so he picks him up while and the cops are coming in <laughs> he's and, all fucked up yeah he's just running through he keeps dropping him on the ground <laughs> yeah. which is like hella funny because they're just emphasizing that he's not like in great shape um, or, you know, like that strong. I mean, it, carrying your buddy that's your size is not an easy task. No, it's, it's a not. full fucking yeah. human body. While you're drunk and it's dead weight because they're drunk. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, they, it, they eventually get away from the cops though. Um, and the cops break in to, to Fogel's room. And, like, but, but I think it's another one of those, like, like Bill Hader comes in with his gun drawn. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes, straight you know? up. <laughs> Like, like he thinks it's like a like like some fucking trap yeah, house or something. The place. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so yeah, like but then the girl the girl runs off into the bathroom. Um, you know the, the the both cops are now in the room and they're just like, did we just cock block McLovin? Yeah, like McLovin. what's going on here? Like, yeah. yeah, and they that's when they they sit down and they they have to talk with them and they they just they lay it out. You know that this right. whole thing has been a setup, right? Right. Um, and not not a setup, but just like. Hey, we just wanted to relive our glory days a bit. The the same way that like, you know, it's 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 a crazy night for for Seth and Evans characters. It's a crazy night for these guys too, right? Like I think Fogel's character kind of breaks. I think he almost cries and dude. he's like talking oh, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, no. Cuz he he like he thought he he thinks he's fucked. He thinks he's going to jail now yeah. cuz he ran out on these guys and oh, they're going to figure right. out that he's not really 25 or whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever like, you, you know like and yeah like but and they're like they let him down they're like yeah, it's, it's okay yeah. it's okay buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is great it, yeah. it's a great scene too and then while that's happening the girl's just like comes back to grab her purse right. she's like like what are you guys on? doing <laughs> yeah and then and then it's it's really great because the at the end they're they're like okay you know yeah like like you know they're all friends and he's like I, he has a request right and so they take him out of the house, like right. in in handcuffs, and he's like, he's fucking he's like fucking pigs, <laughs> yeah. like get your hands off of me. And then everyone's just like, wow, this kid's a badass. Yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he goes, I'll come back for you or whatever to like that girl. And that girl. girl's like an unattainable like senior, you know. And he's like some skinny freshman, you I know. Think, no, he's a senior too. You think so? He is. He's because oh, okay. he's moving in with Michael Sarah's character. Oh that's, sure, yeah, that's you're the, right. That's a big like, yeah, part of it. I mean, that's what it looks like yeah. at least. But yeah, no, I mean that's that's part of why Seth Rogen would have looked too old next to him, man. Like <laughs> yeah. does he he continues to play high schoolers like after this, you know, right. like um, yeah, he, you know, he's in the Kick-Ass movies. Um, he's also in, um, which is crazy to think because he's like unrecognizable in this movie comparatively. I had to think about it for a second. He's also in role models. With, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With I Definitely. can't remember that guy's name. What Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. I remember. I don't remember the other guy's name, but uh, it's like um, he played Stifler. It's Stifler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, he's known as Stifler to a lot of people. Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. And that movie actually is pretty cool because 
Yeah, um, he's really funny in it. Um, I think he's one of the funnier. He's the because he's the, the yeah he's the live action role player like he the the larper that's what they call him but mm-hmm. like he you know he's he's got like the sword and he's like I I just remember the the shot of him on the roof um just like fighting yeah. <laughs> like, like imaginary yep. people yep. Um, it's a great film. I mean, especially since me and you, like, you know, we like D and D and fantasy. It's cool to see yeah. like that back in back in the day. It's kind of funny to see how different it was like perceived. But his character rules. Yeah, because like mean, it gets everyone on board well, with what it, he's doing. Exactly. It's certainly uh, Dungeons and Dragons had certainly fallen back into like nerdy territory. Sure. Um, by, by that era, but yeah, I mean, it was just about to get trendy again. You know. Like Stranger Things makes it cool, you know. <laughs> Stranger Things made it dope. Uh, but what's what's interesting about um, this movie and that movie is he's still young enough to play young roles. Yeah, um, and I feel like he, like you said, he did that for a while, which is great. Right. I mean, role, mo- role models. Yeah, is the next year after this. So sure, you know, he's just in this pocket, but, but kick ass, all all of that. He's he's definitely playing playing young. Right. Um, yeah, I mean. The the cops basically after they've taken Fogel out, they know they gotta dispose of the cop car and and blame it on a crackhead because they're like, there's no other way we can explain all the damage we've done to this. Oh right. So they 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 just like take it out for one more like spin like like Bill Hader's in the in the car and he's like, all right, watch this move. Yeah. And he like he tries to do something and he just like fucking slams the car into like a post. They, they douse it with gasoline, shoot at it, and just light it on fire. Yeah. I love in Seth Rogen's character, too, watching him. He goes, man, he's still got it. Like, to yeah, that effect, yeah, you yeah. know, he's like, <laughs> It's so good. And then very quickly, he's like, oh, no. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah. And I, I like how that's their, like, resolution. Like, oh, yeah, we just got to fucking burn it and just blame it on. Right. Like, just say a crackhead took our car and let someone else find it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. ju- just just killer, and then yeah, um, Seth, ba- Seth and Evan are essentially just walking home, right? Um, and Evan's woken up now, and so he's like, "I can walk on my own." Mm-hmm. And and it's a uh, it's there's a nice moment because they're just like, "What do we do?" And and like Evan's just like, "Well, you want to go over to my place?" And it's just like, you know, you want to do the usual, right? And and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, you "Still got." Pizza bagels, <laughs> you know, like ah, <laughs> uh, so good. And, and it's just it, they're reconnecting, and then right. they're laying in bed or they're laying on the floor yeah. next to each other, just like with comforters or sleeping bags, you know, and pillows. But um, they uh, they this is kind of like where Seth finally says like I'm sorry and right. owns up to just kind of like some of his like shittier behavior. Um, and it's it's just a nice like quiet moment, and it's just like it's. You know, yeah, he he just owns up to everything. I mean, it's it's exactly the type of resolution you want, like, sure. and it, but it also feels earned. Um, yeah, that's true. It doesn't feel. I mean, it's just so fluid and like, yeah. The I mean, hugs. they're just talking like friends. They're just like, hey, yeah. we're cool, right? And like, I know I was being a dick for sure, because that's all it takes is like the acknowledgement in in a way. It's just yeah. like, look, we both know I was out of line, right? Right, and exactly. like, but that doesn't change what we are. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool because like this like this the simplicity of like just coming over and chilling, you know, it's yeah. like it's like very juvenile and very fulfilling right. for a lot of people, you know. Well it's very funny too when like the next morning, like like he wakes up and he starts 
like acting awkward because because like he's not used to being like emotionally vulnerable right. in any capacity and so like, they're both still fucked up right and, and exactly and so he's like and so he's like oh man did i really say and do all that last night you know and he's kind of like trying to like sneak out the door and then michael sarah's like well we could like hang out you know like, yeah you want to get breakfast yeah. But yeah, they, they end up going to the mall together, though. Um, and it's just a nice little, they run into to, to Jules, Jules and, and Debbie. Uh, yep. Um, and Which is a great scene, too. It's it's an awesome scene because it's just like, the, it, and very casually, there's this awesome, the, this great setup of just like, oh, we're I'm looking for a comforter. Oh, I need a comforter, too. And, oh, you, you were going to buy this eye makeup. Uh, you know, to cover up your black eye. And it's like, well, I guess I, I should be the one to pay for that then if. Right. And they, they just kind of like link yeah. up and they're like, okay, cool. And you'll take him home and she'll take him. Home. Okay, cool. And they, they just like, they swap. Um, but it is that fulfillment of, look, we, we can, we, we can be friends, but we can also let go of each other. Right. right. They've now grown to that point. Yeah. And, and and it's just such a nice note to to end on. And also they're going to continue to grow. Now they're finally going to experience life and know what it's like to have a girlfriend. (laughs) Purposeful or not too. It's super symbolic of that. You know, if it it might be a a stretch about it, but like them actually physically leaving two ways to with two, like going their own paths. It's super good. But the thing is like with this movie that you've been touching on as you go is even to the untrained, I obviously you have a great cinema eye. And shouts out to him. All right. Cinema span. Cinema span. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great eye and a great mind for film, but the casual viewer will like this film because it's just shot with purpose and the story just makes actual oh, sense. Yeah. And there's good scenes. Yeah. I mean, I think there, there's a reason why this was such a hit. Surface know? and down low, digging down as we are, still good. Fucking fire. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. But it's, it's a beautiful scene. I love that scene. Yeah. And which, which is cool that I just thought of and Emma Stone and Jonah Hill have had another uh, show or a movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a movie or a show where it's a Netflix uh, show, right? Right. And yeah. it's where it's just them too is the main role. It's a, it's maniac. Yes. And it is one of my favorites. I know you haven't seen it yet. I haven't. I, yeah. I'd love to hear uh, you talk on it though. The chemistry on it is just really fascinating. Like they have a good chemistry and the concept and how everything's like laid out is super like, psychological and both of their mm-hmm. characters are cool because they play a lot of different characters through these like right without spoiling anything yeah. but in these like alternate thoughts of themselves through, through their like different manic episodes and in psychological sure yeah, yeah, whatever it is I, I don't fully know about the show but i i could understand that yeah without revealing too much and it's well, super neat because they get it the chance to flex a little bit as an actor right while holding roots to their character they're playing in their show they're playing variations of that character in different circumstances, mm-hmm. and they just do very well together because a lot of them circumstances, they're drawn together, right? Well, and they're like relationships and, and stuff. And it's what cool to I see. was going to say is interesting, at least for that show, uh, c- comparing like these two actors at, at these two points in their careers, is uh, this is also Emma Stone's first film. Yes, this is before Easy A, um, which is oh, like gosh, another like that, like yeah. huge hit for her early on, mm-hmm. um, and and. You know, obviously she's got her own awesome, great career, but she and Jonah Hill both developed as dramatic actors very much as they went on. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both started in like lighter comedies. Right. Um, That's very true. And so for them to kind of 
reconnect at a point where they had both like you know they started in the same place and they didn't almost progress to the to a similar place because I think Emma Stone is is a she was nominated for um, an Oscar um, either for the favorite or La La Land um, I think it was La La Land uh, and then, yeah it was La La Land um, and then yeah Jonah Hill was nominated for Wolf of Wall Street oh wow um, in a supporting role I think wow or, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. Or, or was it? I don't think it was War Dogs. It, it, it uh, wasn't War Dogs. I don't think so because War Dogs is a great movie, but I don't think critics were like, "Holy no, shit!" No. You know, people were off on Miles Teller back then. You know, true. <laughs> As one of my Top roommates, Gun Maverick brought him back. Yeah, straight up. A lot of my roommate during the time he goes, "Oh, that guy that looks like you know he has like a punchable face." You Most know? people thought he was just Jesse Eisenberg. May I have a drink. Yeah. Thank you. you want some water, my man. Hydrate, everybody. Hydrate. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll take a short break and be right back with Wild Hogs. Nice. No. 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 Five. <laughs> Five pages of notes on, on Wild Hogs. Two more than super bad. You're going to... Our notes difference should be very interesting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, there, right. there's no other way to start the second half than just laughing at the absurdity of what we are taking on. Straight up. Oh, man. So if you ask people if they have seen this movie, you'll almost get a yes if you're in our demographic of, like, age. Like I, 20. Had, I had never seen Wild Hogs. <laughs> there's <laughs> not. I don't. It? I don't know what you're talking about, man. Dude, like this. Oh my god. This totally missed me. There. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I did do a little bit of polling of people around the restaurant. Uh huh. Just like, oh, by the way, I'm recording this. Like, what? Yeah. What's your thoughts, right? And and like, there were quite a few people that were like, Wild Hogs. Like, and it was like the first time they had thought about it in 15 years. And they were like, "Oh yeah, that's funny." Like they, that's that 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 was the consensus, right? right? Um, man, oh man. I mean, I this is like this is barely a movie. <laughs> is what I would say. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And the thing is, it's not even a long movie either. You know, it's it's two hours nope. or no, ninety minutes, right? Mm-hmm. No, hundred, hundred. I'm looking. I got it there. Sure, yeah. So, so like, yeah, one, 140. I'm 140. sure it's fucking 10 minutes of, of credits. So it exactly. probably is like 90. Right. But, man, I'm so... So I You're can right. speak from experience. You asked me about it. Yes, and when, I was like... And I was like... Exactly. <laughs> if you guys read the title, you probably are going to have a similar experience. You're going to know what we're talking about. Exactly. Because it's Wild Hogs. I mean, come on. Now, if you don't Walt remember... Becker. If you don't remember Wild Hogs, it's just... It's a it's a way better doing it of us talking about it than even watching it. But I completely agree. This is not something I would recommend anyone to sit through. It's really close to good bad, but it's kind of just bad good. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean, I, I I guess I'm interested what your take on so good or so bad it's good movies are. Sure, because I can get into some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but I'm more of a fan of like camp where it's like. We know we're doing something cheesy, but we're like, we're flipping it. We're doing it on purpose uh, in a way, right? Like, like we're embracing the cheesiness of this right. as a stylistic yes. choice. Yes. Um, but like, 
Yeah, some some of this stuff is just like it's just bad. Like Before, it, it feels like watching a TV commercial yes. at points. You yeah. know, like there it's just so there's there's no artistic like um, vision put into a lot of the shots. It's just like you know, loosely rounded and bright sets, you know, like, yes. And also before we even get started into the plot or that sort of deal, I have to say, bouncing off what you said, this show should have doubled down on one of two things, right? The absolute absurdity, right? Or made it like, Dramatic. No, yeah, I I totally agree. Like, because there could be like something to be said about like taking this seriously dramatically, you know, like high stakes, you know. But yeah. but well, especially because we'll, we'll of the da- later. the danger, right? Of like the other biker gang, like that is actually like <laughs> when they get introduced, I was like, okay, they actually might be able to do something here because they like if they you know they kind of set up this. They set up a very hallmarky like movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, except instead of being focused on you know like the girls' troubles, it's like focused on the dad's troubles here, right? Sure. Um, and so, I mean, it's a pretty simple setup. They kind of they they open the film with all four of the wild hog guys on their bikes riding, just to kind of be like. We'll get there. Don't right. worry. And then they roll it back, <laughs> and, they, and they introduce everyone one by one. And even so, the just for everyone to have a quick refresh because I forgot the plot completely. The first scene where we'll start with is when I so I I was making annotative notes. He uh, made notes as well, but I was doing it live while I was watching. Yeah, same. and also I was quite inebriated. <laughs> uh, I, I I was not sober <laughs> either. So, this is not this is not a movie. I think no. anyone willingly starts. <laughs> Maybe if it's on somewhere and you walk into the room already messed up, you're like, all right, sure, F yeah. it. Right. <laughs> sit down and watch that. My first four notes, just so we can all understand where my notes are at. The one was first joke was really bad. Yeah, they're all yeah. They're and rough. then and then my second note just says, Wow, just wow. Then the jokes are just relentless, what is happening? And then the fourth note is just bad. So that's the thing is the experience of this movie is like you're often put into a scene and you're like, I understand what the dramatic point of this scene is, right? Like, like they're on the road trip and X thing is happening to them. But it, it seems that like every scene is only constructed so that they can get to like two or three punchlines but then, like, the punchlines are, like, the weakest things you've ever <laughs> seen. Like, and, and you're just like, wait, why did I sit through that to get to this? Uh, like, like, that's usually how the... So, like, all the, for, for instance, Tim Allen is the first uh, of the Wild Hogs we're introduced to, right? Yep. He's playing a character named Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole setup of the scene is that Tim Allen is staring at a grapefruit in front of him, right? Yeah, he looks at his. He looks he's at like, his he's son. like, this is my meal. Is a grapefruit, and then he looks at exactly. He looks at his son who is feasting Dude. on on eggs, oh, yeah. bacon, you know, big hash bites. browns, like like uh, you know, a bagel, like everything that like is like, oh yeah, that's a great balanced breakfast oh, of what we love. There's cereal, but he's not allowed to eat any of it. And the thing is, like a you dietary know? restriction, I get. 
but why just one grapefruit? grapefruit. (laughs) Like half? It's like (laughs) I know, and that's the whole thing is that it's like it's the super reductive. Like this is not reality, right? (laughs) But they constructed a scene and a scenario so that Tim Allen could go. Ah, why am I not allowed to eat good things? And then and then other guys who are like just you know sitting on their iPad watching this movie on Netflix are supposed you know supposed to just go like go like oh yeah nice that's relatable yeah like nobody's oh man like who is actually relating to this and watching it and being like that's me that's me it's it's like it's it's all like so surface level um and and kitschy it's yeah which Um, which too like the uh but yeah like Doug his character and like and then his wife talks to him right and absolutely. And then his wife's like, oh, hey, what about your ALS or what, whatever? And then his son chimes in about the same thing. And exactly. Like your your diet, like, oh, sorry, dad, you can't. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then it's they, a and very then, common thing. It comes th- back. And well, it's and then great. there's the whole thing, too, of like, I'm a doctor. I'm a real doctor. Like, because oh he's a dentist God. and he's like, oh, I'm a real doctor. And that's like, it's a joke that had like already oh, been played out by so this point. Many times. You know? And, but you're just like, he keeps banging the drum. Because it just means like I'm insecure about my place right now, right? And like, yeah. and and fair enough, that's like the setup for the character, right? Exactly, that's his um, thing. He doesn't feel cool enough because he's not a real doctor. He's 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 being demasculated by his life, for sure. And that's what's happening with all these men. Yes, they're trying to find something, you know, through the bike riding, you yes. know, that they're, that they're not getting somewhere else. But it's even set up, yeah, like, Doug's son doesn't like him. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, later. It's so weird. Yeah, they're, 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 like, hella combative. There's like a scene the later family. where he's, like, trying, he's, like, hey, son, do you want to go play ball? Oh, no, dude. And then, and then wanna... he's, like, sorry, dad, can't play video games. Too cool. Yeah. And then, and then like, uh, his friend calls <laughs> yeah. two seconds later, like, on the dot. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, Billy, your dad wants to play catch. Oh, man, I love your dad. Let's go play. Yeah. And then he, he, and then, and then yeah, Doug's like, What do you, you didn't Why? want to play catch with me? Yeah. And then he's like, No, he's just got a really cool dad. And then he runs out. And then he, and then and the then, mom's like, and then he, he doesn't know. He didn't know. No, straight up, the, the kid <laughs> says that. And then Doug goes, But, you know, I, I want to, you know? Yeah. yeah and then, yeah. He, and then the son just goes, well, and, and then walks out. I swear to God, I was like, "Dude, no way!" It's the, I just, it's the heightened reality it's of whatever is going on here that you're like, "Wow!" And then Martin Lawrence's character, because yeah, in the Bob, beginning of the Bobby, movie, right? You're getting introduced to every character, and then they do the uh, bike riding. Yeah, scene. No, the- no, no. They 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 open on a shot of them riding, riding bikes, bikes okay. and then they go back. They show everyone, and then they 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 go back to that same shot of them on the the road. Okay, um, but. Yeah, so, so yeah, he also, introduces Bobby. He's a failed writer, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, his family is is a mess. That's the, the what, what they're saying. It's like he he's not in control. He's not he's not the masculine figure uh, head of the house that he needs to be. Right. And because of that, all the women in his life are running all over him and strip talking and, shit. To well, but face. but like it's also it's so like like the take is like it's it's very reductive, right? Like mm-hmm. all the, we know who is writing this and who is telling this story, right? Yeah. From what perspective? Because it's the same story for all these guys, you know? Yeah, just, um, and, and it's very, uh, for the times, I will say. Yeah, yeah, well, dude, I mean, his daughter, his daughter is like, she, she like dresses, you know, it's the classic. Oh my gosh. Her she, she's wearing an outfit he doesn't approve of. Yeah. And she is walking out the door and he says, you look like an Eskimo hooker. Yeah. Cause she's wearing like fuzz and stuff. And it's, it's like, so, it's, it's so, it's weird. so bad. It's yeah. so off. The wardrobe's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 
Anything really, right? Anything but, you want. but also, like, she doesn't look like skanky in any way either. And it's she just it, more like shorts. But but it's the whole thing. They just need to hit that trope of like, uh, hey, I'm you your dad, sh- right? Like, and it, I don't like oh, that. Oh, you're not, and and whatever, dad. I'm doing what I want. And then she walks they, out. They like, try to put like this is what this movie tries to do. Like, oh, let's do that, but a little funnier. And well, but the, he, say, right. he says that like you look like an Eskimo hooker, and she goes, well, that's the point. And he goes, do you want to look like an Eskimo hooker? You know, and then it's like, oh man, kids like, these days, yeah, right? So, so the the next uh, wild hog that we're introduced to is Dudley, uh, played by William H Macy, um, who is like a great comedic talent, and like he is a serious actor in his own right. He is such a weird fourth member of the group to get because he's yes. like he's the comedic relief here, mm-hmm. um, and is clearly the one who's like never supposed to be taken as a badass, right? Yes. Um, well, he's almost taken as like the complete opposite. You absolutely. Know? Well, he's like the exactly. He's he's like an engineer, or like or a uh, a programmer, mm-hmm. um, and he's like you know he's got glasses on. Like even all four of them are wearing different leather jackets throughout. Oh sure. And his is the most like. Fully zipped. It's got pockets on it. It just doesn't look cool. It's like it's more like a tactical, like like <laughs> like like a fighter pilot, sure, like, like leather jacket. Even like his helmet and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like John Travolta, who who we'll get to next, is is got like the the classic like like V cut. Um, Tim Allen's a little more straight laced, and then yeah, Martin Lawrence has this has like kind of like more of a sports jacket kind of mm-hmm. one, which which looks it, it it works for all their personalities, but it's just funny. Like they, they did put a little thought into it. Yeah, least. it's true. Um, yeah, so, so Woody, uh, oh yeah, so Dudley, um, basically he's, uh, showing off his tech computer and he's in a, he, he is in a coffee shop surrounded by women and he's like, Ooh, yeah, look at my smart computer. And he's, he like presses a button and starts voice activating like, he's like, he's like, he's like, look up, uh, like, like he, I forget what he's, what he's, he's trying to look up, but he 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 says, he says, open a open internet, please. Right. And then the computer goes like uh, command unknown. And and then he says it again. It's like, okay, opening internet. And then it says like searching for granny, like porn. Like it starts, he he starts pulling up, uh, like, like, like granny sex. He says to the girl as like a one liner, he goes, man, I just need to look at alternative specs. Thank you. Thank you. He's like, and, and then the computer's like, Oh, looking up alternative sex. And then it starts popping up like a bunch of things. And the thing is, right. When something like this happens, your first instinct, he goes, all right, I'm just going to close this laptop. Right. He does not close it. Starts button mashing. No, he, yeah, he looks at, he starts pressing a bunch of buttons and then he takes his keyboard off completely. And my buddy was watching for a second that does tech. (laughs) And I was like, watch this shit. And he takes the keyboard off. He puts it to the side and he grabs like where the memory would be. And he takes out the memory thing, but it's still playing. So then he just goes, and just throws coffee on it. It's and it's like holy oh. shit. Yeah, well, and, and, and exactly so- the coffee is just like to stop the whole thing, right? <laughs> and it just blows up and lights on fire. Like it is. It's it's the it's the dumbest representation of technology you've ever seen. Yeah. But it's so like, oh man, isn't this new tech like crazy, right, guys? Well, he's just trying to flex. And then I like how the whole just coffee so shop or whatever he's at gets involved. Oh my. <gasps> Right. Oh my well, god! That, and, that, and that's what I'm saying is like it's played out like like there's no reality to this scene. Yes. But the whole scenario is is played out so that a character can have grandma sex playing on a laptop and go, oh no, oh yeah. no, <laughs> like, look at me. It's, 
it's, so good. It's just insane. Um, but yeah, so Woody is the fourth uh, member of the Wild Hogs, played by John Travolta. Okay. Which um, is arguably probably like the uh, the co-lead, I guess. I guess Tim yeah, Allen yeah. is the lead. Well, I, exactly. I think if you had to bill someone, it, Tim Allen, but exactly. John Travolta is definitely, the, you know, they're both on the poster in the front, right? Sharing that, that spot. Which his character... I will get into later, but wow. If you watch the movie and actually look at his character and like him as a he, person, it's it's bizarre. Well he's he's like really like he he's one of the few people who uh like he's not really dealing with his uh own character problems. He's just dealing with like the situation of the movie. Right. Because he's holding the secret of blowing up the biker gang's uh like like You spoiled it. No, no, they're not gonna Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. You spoiled it. Spoiled it. Spoiled it. Dude, they would not know this the twist, dude. I oh anyways, I'm saying he has the he's usually just playing out those situations and going crazy about it Mm. instead of like going through a journey himself. In, in a way. Well, let's, but, so but, his yeah, opening his, scene, his whole setup is that he's broke. Right. Right. And he again, gets caught and he goes, Whoa, what's that? You yeah, know? No, no, <laughs> dude, that's the thing is like the, it, it's, it's like the most surface level writing you've ever seen where it's like, we got to get this exposition out. Right. And it's like broke. Huh? I've never been broke before. What does that mean? And like, then he goes, oh, "What about my super hot girlfriend's a supermodel? Yeah, or my she, wife? Why can't she ever pay for something?" And they're like, "Because the she divorced you." <laughs> yeah. And it's like it, you're just like, "Oh man, it's and, so clunky." And then John Travolta goes, "Oh man, you're really telling me how it is, huh? <laughs> oh really? I'm going broke, and I'm yeah, getting divorced. No, I'm having exactly. a midlife crisis, huh?" And then he goes. You're not going broke. You are broke. And yes. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> get out of my office. <laughs> so, I'm just like, wow. Okay. And but then yeah, you and, finally get all the hogs together, right? right. Like back onto the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and once you get the, the, all of them on the road, you realize like it's going to set up the, the trope for the whole movie of, of Dudley's character. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. what, uh, Dudley, the character, Definitely Dudley, 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 doodly, 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 <laughs> Uh, he comes on like last with the biker gang, right? I think it's John Travolta and their relationship's really funny in the in the movie a little bit, you know? I and he gives him a we'll knuckles. Get into it. <laughs> he gives him a knuckles and he gets hit. That's and, right. And he like kind of swerves off and like shorts bounces. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, right? Exactly. And then he like stabilized and he looks directly at the camera and he goes, Man, that was a close one there. I'm really sure glad I didn't do that. Boom, yeah, you know? face plants into a like for sale sign for like a house. <laughs> and yeah, you know exactly what movie you're in. And and then the next scene, uh, you know, Dudley's riding on the back of of Woody's uh like like bike. Um and he's like putting his head on John Travolta's shoulder. Yeah. When they get off, like this is one of the the few, not not one of the few. This is one of the the first of many great homophobic, yes, uh, like jokes uh, and yes. uh, like like threads of this film. Yes, where you know he's like, it, it, like Woody is so pissed. He's like. Don't ever put your head on my shoulder again. And he goes. He goes. I, I, I didn't. It, I was just hiding my fish from the wind. <laughs> and, I, and, and he goes. I yeah. heard you smell me. And he's like, but you smell so good. And like, it's just like, <laughs> it's so good. It, no, it's so bad. It's well, so bad. Well, it's so bad. But I love how his character is so like, like, dude. What you smelled hella nice. Yeah. No. It's and then George exactly. Fulton's like. 
but that's not good. And, that, and that's where, like, I'm I'm glad he's in here just being, yes, like, unaffected sure. by the homophobia. Yes. But, like, the way it affects the other guys, like, and the way they clap back at him, it, it's, it makes it feel like, like, you are not supposed to be on his side. Exactly. You're supposed to be on John Travolta's side. Right. And you're supposed to think that, like... Homophobic. That, that well, is... That's bad stuff. Guys should not be doing that, man. Like, you know, and, and that that's what's wrong with it, is that it's not yes, about, absolutely. like... It's not about making John Travolta's character more comfortable with his own sexuality as it goes on. It's just about setting him up into scenarios where he can be, like... I'm a man, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, like, like I'm doing manly things, even though like I'm, I'm, I'm middle-aged and it's the same thing with like Tim Allen's character and a little bit of Martin Lawrence's too. Yeah, for sure. And it just, it's just so weird how much that has changed in, in this time period. Yeah. yeah. Just like what it's is not necessarily offensive, but it's an extremely bad taste. You know what I mean? It, it, it's borderline exactly. right it's just, there. Well, it's just like, it, it just rubs you the wrong way for, for, sure. for a lot of, of the runtime. Um, mm-hmm. And, and like, this was a discussion I had on blades of glory where, um, and I even hinted to this earlier in the episode, um, but just cause in blades of glory, the whole premise is, isn't it, aren't male figure skaters funny, right? Which yeah. feels homophobic and born yeah, of a homophobic sure. like perspective. Mm-hmm. But that movie does not take that, 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 point and it does never it never feels like hate speech because it's always uh making fun of the characters and not like um you know like society in that way or anything it's not trying to make a point of being like you know men are being demasculated in the household because we can't eat the the food that we want to eat our wives are are making us be healthy because it's it's so unmanly to be healthy right right like yeah it just it's a whole web of mess, you know, um, that, that to, to get into, but it's just, it's all throughout here, you know? Right. And so when they're all with each other, you know, all that stuff happens, they ride their, they land at a location of a restaurant, like their biker yeah. restaurant that they go to locally. And that's when you start to see John Travolta's character in full effect. Oh yeah. Straight up. These guys are barely friends when you really look. Absolutely. <laughs> like, well, cause he's barely like, they, friends. they're all in the, they're all in the bar. And like it starts with like the the bartender being like wild hogs aren't allowed here and it's it's played comedically, um. But yeah, like the the bartender is like this weird like like guy who's like he he's talking to John Travolta, um, and he's like, oh, we got to go out again. Like like that day at the spa was really fun. Yeah, and like John Travolta's like. Very much like, oh no, don't talk about that in front of the guys. It was, <laughs> and it's like it was the weirdest. It, like, but it's the only hint of like that he has a softer side or something, oh, maybe. Sure. Um, but that's even spa's not a gay thing at all. Like it's just that oh, that's oh, that's the thing though. You know, taking care of your body mm-hmm. and looking nice must be gay. <laughs> like oh, you know, because seven was uh anything like that is right. Yep, it's gay. It's like Red Scare, man. Like yeah. where where they were like. If you do this, you're a communist. <laughs> like you can do anything and be called gay yep. in, in 2007. Straight up, straight up. And it's the interesting because the guy, the bartender, is actually he owns his own like chopper show back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. He like him, and then it's his son that comes into the into the frame. And they used to like fix up choppers. Like it was like West Coast. I don't can't remember the show. But. Oh, it's like. Uh, West Coast Restorations or yeah, one of those. Yeah, something like, like that. It's all choppers, you know, father and son. I'm sure I, I probably, I, I feel like I watched some of those on Discovery. 
uh, channel back in the day. You know, they were just something to watch when TV cool. was actually a thing. So it was a cool nod to like yeah. like Chopper guys, you know. Oh yeah, and well, John, I, John Travolta's character kind of just like starts losing. Man, what are we doing, guys? Right? Come on, like. And then the guy comes Straight over up. and it's like, what "Oh, are, we're well, all wearing jerseys for this parade." He goes, "Look at this shit. I'm not doing this." We should go on a trip, man. Yep. And like, that's from the idea and the plot of the movie. Yeah, a bit of but, it is John Travolta running away from his life falling apart, you know? Um, yeah, all good. You can take that. Um, and, uh, you know, like like the, the other men, you know, he's just trying to rope into it mm-hmm. uh, exp- excitement-wise. Uh, this is definitely what makes Tim Allen the lead is that he is like, Oh no, he says no, yep, right? And 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 that. then like he needs to refuse the call to venture, right? And then he goes home and he talks to his wife about it, you know, <laughs> um, and then eventually is like, you know, <laughs> he like comes around to it, um, and, and and that's what makes him the lead because he has to be convinced or or whatever. But yeah, um, what th- there is there is the some dinner? funny stuff in the bar still. I want uh, I wanted to say there's there's this one line. Uh, where John Travolta is trying to sell them on the the concept mm-hmm. of the road trip, um, and he says, "Come on, guys, the Wild Bunch, Deliverance." Oh yeah, and then, then they all go. And then Deliverance. Deliverance? Yeah, uh, yeah. Ha- have you seen Deliverance? I haven't, but I, I I was like, damn, this is definitely like a writer's nod to like something that's I, fucked up. It, really I good. I just I happened to catch it. Um, I I actually happened to catch the Wild Bunch and Deliverance um, in the last. <laughs> Uh, like like half a year or so, really, because okay. um, they're they're just classic seventies um, things, and uh, Tarantino was covering them in his uh, book Cinema Speculation. Oh sure. So I I actually caught screenings of uh, both of those films on thirty five millimeter. Wow. Um, at the New Bev, which so- is crazy, <laughs> but but so the Wild Bunch is like a classic cowboy. Uh, movie of a you know just a gang of guys kind of riding through town to town mm-hmm. causing mischief right uh deliverance is it's a story of like four guys going on like a boat riding trip because there there's this river um that is basically they're gonna dam up this river and so the river's gonna dry out oh. um so they're like this is the last time we could like ride some like boats down this river. Interesting. And so they're like, let's do it. And so they go on and halfway through, like they, they, they like come upon some other boats and they're like, what's going on here? And like, they find like a dude, like with, with a gun out in the, in the woods. And like, he like starts hunting them. And like (laughs) one of the friends gets shot and like, they're, they're like, they're like hiding from this dude. They kill the dude, but then his brother is looking for them. It, and then they they end up killing that guy too, <laughs> and and then and they barely make it out alive. And like they they cover up the story and tell the cops like they didn't do it because they know they're gonna get fucked. Even though like they're both self defense kills, um, and so and and they just like have to live with that like like that dark secret now for the rest of their lives. But the first half of the movie is totally fun and lighthearted, and then there is a tone shift like that, and like it gets so fucking real and it's oh, like it is it, it's just like it's such a awesome uh turn that like when they introduced the biker gang here i was like are oh. they gonna do it like are they really gonna like go for like a, a genre change because yeah. it would be insane to set up a movie in all this pastiche of like yeah. oh it's a hallmark movie you've seen a million times with the hackiest jokes and then Oh my God! Now these guys are in an actual life or death situation, and like Tim Allen and, and an suddenly, like, film? 
well, just like their quips aren't going to be enough, right? For sure. Um, and yeah, but that's, that cool. is not the movie we have. No. But, yeah. So that's why they said the deliverance thing. And I love that. I just, I, it was one of those like, it, and it's a classic. It's for the dads. No, sure. It's because that's not a movie that watch with the kids. Neither of these, I like. If I hadn't caught that, you know, like those those screenings, I I would not know about them. You know, and they're 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 part of the film canon, but people our age have not heard of these no. films. Um, yeah, very interesting. I, I was curious. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for entertaining it. I mean, know? it is because I uh, I watched that part and I was like, I something's funky about that. Now it makes perfect sense because yeah. they're like Deliverance shit <laughs> you know but then uh after that um they all go talk to their respectives right or yeah no? well that's this this is where we get into uh let's convince our wives that sure. uh this is a good idea right and besides so, john travolta of course well right right no <laughs> you're you're right when doug goes to doug's got to convince his wife right but he he's still like he brings up the idea and he's like ah, i don't know i'm not into it and she's like, what? You couldn't, add, like, she's like, you can get the time off of work. He's like, I don't know if I can get the time off work. She's like, I guess so. And, like, you know, it's just one of those, like, now this scene. man, that's life, right? Like, you yeah. just can't get away from the old job. And then and then he goes to dinner. No. It, well, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. They're talking. And then she says, um, correct me if I'm wrong. She goes, yeah, and, like, man, your age, out there, you know. Oh, she well, she's poking at fun at him. Like, you couldn't handle it, you know. Right, and then. Wait, like, which and starts then to get him. And then her son's like, yeah, Dad, like, you're. You're eight. old. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, essentially. and you have that thing. I don't know, that makes you eat grapefruits or some shit, you know. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, really? And this is this well, and, gets and, all and, and up, now right? they're at yeah now they're at dinner. Um, and, oh okay. And yes, exactly. Everyone's like picking on him, and he's like, "What? You you think I can't handle these foods?" <laughs> he's like, "I'm young," and he like he he just starts <laughs> grabbing dude. things and eating them, and he grabs a stick of butter, and he's like, "You're like, I'll do it." And he eats that, and dude, he said the stupid. He, he said, "Dad, this is how the French do it. They eat it <laughs> yeah. right off the stick." Exactly. He takes a bite, the, and then takes dude. the gravy and starts drinking it, and dude, and they're this, just this, watching. This felt classic Tim Allen to me because like oh, sure. it, uh, Tim Allen has been like on home improvement now for like a couple years I think at this point and like he is just like in full sitcom dad mode right and like this <laughs> yeah. is totally him doing his shtick they're just yeah. like you know like let him do it like this is probably his bread and fucking butter straight you know? up and no butter. pun intended with the butter eating <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, god and it's it's to me watching this scene inebriated I was laughing my ass off not because of Tim Allen I no. was just like dude this in, in this, spite of him you know yeah, I was like, like dude his family is talking shit to him and now he's just straight up losing his mind <laughs> like he's straight up off the, off his fucking rocker yeah. he starts just eating shit and yeah. then his kid and his wife just sit there and they just watch him just straight up spiral out of control and it is so fucking funny for that reason they end up having to take Doug to the to the doctor right because he, um, he's like well, I'm not okay. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and so like while he's in there, um, the doctor comes in and he's like, oh, I'm a doctor, you know, like, like you can give it to, yeah, give and, it to and me the, straight doc. Well, I can and, understand no, exactly. It. And, yeah. and the doc, the doc says, yeah, oh, perfect. I, and then he, he just like goes off and explains like what happened. Hydrodictoflacmia is actually clogging your uh, carotid, you know, just starts yeah. like you, you nailed it. And, and then immediately Tim Allen deflates just into, I'm a dentist, <laughs> which is, which it like, I hate this fucking bit, how dumb this joke is, but like the reversal still got me. Yeah. For you know, sure. 
um, because it, it at least had some inventiveness past yeah. like the initial right cliche, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a lot of their jokes. Yeah, they build off a cliche. Sometimes it's just the wrong way, and this one is okay. It was all right, you know. Yeah. It works. And so, you know, all the boys have basically agreed to take this trip to nowhere. Because um, Mar- Martin Lawrence's character kind of just pulls up out of nowhere. Because uh, I think um, Doug and Woody talk and they're like, all right, yeah, I'm in, you know. Yeah. And then Martin Lawrence's character just pulls up and goes, all right, don't tell my. Uh, don't tell my wife where I'm at. Yeah. Like, my as, as far as my wife I'm knows, a I'm at a, a toilet conference <laughs> in Cleveland. In, in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? Why? And he, like, has to go back to this place called The Firm, but it's actually, like, a toilet company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did I forget? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's played, exactly. Like, because it's played as a as a, uh, a a dialogue gag of, like, you're going to have to go back to The Firm. Do you think The Firm will take you? Like, right. it sounds like a nice, cushy job. Right. And then that's the, the name of the plumbing company that he's working for. And, of course, they took him back because... No one wants to be a plumber, yeah. even though, like, it's a fucking trade that is, like, you know, people make a lot of money doing. Oh, and, for like, sure. Is a, is a, is a Union. <laughs> and it's so yeah. fucking funny because when this, like, idea of a plumber, I was like, wow, I forgot that was even a joke. Right. You know what I mean? No, it's like, it's he may as well have been a janitor, right. um, a trash collector, like, whatever the fuck it is. That's like, when people were like, are oh, all great is- jobs too. Like, yeah, yeah. straight up. Um, and the whole entire, he gets called. He goes, so you have a, you have a client already at eight. And he goes, all right. And it's like, this guy is gas station and the toilets clogged up. He goes, oh yeah, it's really bad in there. Also, my dad died yesterday. Oh my God. And, yeah. like, and, and he goes in like, and today's even worse because of that. Like shit like that. Well, the, 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 ga- the gas station dude's like, I got robbed yesterday. Yeah. He's like, you have the worst job, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like, oh yeah, a plumber, a plumber's job is just to clean up shit. It's like right. so far from the truth. You know what but, I mean? But like, also what's the point <laughs> of that scene? That The point of that scene is to say that like service workers are embarrassing and that those jobs are inherently embarrassing. Yeah. Like the joke is not on Martin Lawrence's character. I mean, it is a little bit cause he's been reduced to this level, but it's like, I mean, yeah. Like what is this film saying? It is literally in its text saying like, these are, these jobs are less than human. These jobs are not like, you know, aspirational, which don't get me wrong. No one wants to work in a gas station for their whole life. Sure. Like, it's yeah. Just do what you gotta do. Yeah, you're just like, man, um, yeah, it's it's very unnuanced its take on the world, right? Right. But then then that's his character motivation is like, no, fuck this. And my wife's yelling at me yeah, and shit. Yeah. And so, you know, they all meet up and they kind of smash each other's cell phones in like a very oh dumb, like uh, you know, sense of logic. Which is so funny because this feels like a thing that they do in movies of this era where they're like Oh, all of our problems could be solved with a phone call now that we have cell phones. Mm -hmm. So how do we come up with an excuse to not have cell phones? Um, This is one of those, like, at least kind of funny ones where it's like they're smashing each other's phones and they just don't have them now. Right. And they they would need a landline because of the just the setup of tech in this this era. Um, But there's other movies that, you know, the classic horror cliche of like, I can't find a bar and I'm in the middle of the woods. Right. Um, it's, it's not great, but it's also just interesting, um, to, to point out because mm-hmm. I think movies today still don't do well with the implementation of, so of technology. Yeah. And, um, 2008 is like when the iPhone basically hits, um, 
That's true. The like, original so, one. Yeah, I mean, this is like really like a, you know, like the the culture's already changing a bit, but it hasn't fully uh, changed over, you know, and like that. That I feel like that's the big threshold point. Um, right. Yeah. And also, uh, there is a scene right before that. It's like, oh, well, I have the GPS on my phone. Right, right. And he looks at it, and it's like a, and it's like, whoa, how'd you do that? And he's like, oh, let me see that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I mean? That's the, it's, yeah, it's, it's the dumbest, like, reasoning to, to smash their phones. And, like, you know, that, but they just fucking do it. Um, and yeah, and they, they start riding their bikes. All the songs that they pick for these guys to ride their bikes to are dude. just, like, they're dad rock songs. Like, the first dude. one was Slow Ride. This one's like they're 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 riding bikes and it's like ride like a man. It's just like it's one of my biggest issues with this film is the score, right? So the oh yeah, the score. Well, the score or the soundtrack. See, that's that's what I was about to say because the score right. is how you implement the music. Yes, yes, the songs they pick are not bad songs at all, right? No, but, no, but you're you're totally right. One of the biggest examples is right before they go on the trip when it's diving into John Travolta's character. And it's showing you a little bit. He is on an argument with on the phone, right? It just shows he has no money. Issue. He has money problems. Mm -hmm. He's yelling at this person. Oh, I can't do that. You know, well, I need my. I can't can't pay you more than that. And like, he's like in an intense conversation, and he's walking down the hallway, and he's doing his thing. I'm like, if you had a different score on that, because it's like playful, and right, like, right, and it's intense, and then he goes out, and there's a kid, and he's arguing with the kid over the money, that's right, dude. to rate the leaves. I forgot that's the one Travolta scene you get, like, yeah, the, the of his like life before the the road trip, and his which is that, that is such a good joke. I actually genuinely thought that was one of the better ones in the movie. Which just if the score was different though. The whole entire scene, like, could be completely right. different. Yeah, because he's straight up yelling and like pissed off at this kid. Right, it's so good. But dude. but you're right because it's like it's most of the scoring is just like generic, like like filler, like like uh like placeholder stuff. Like mm -hmm. that they they usually like have these like you know soundtracks that they just throw over clips while they're editing it, and then they're like, we'll get the final score later. Exactly. So sounds like the temporary track's still there. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, and even, you're right, the songs, too. Like, Slow Ride, like, makes sense. Like, it was like they got a song, a, a list of ten songs that are about, like, being a man, right. riding a bike, but almost they just... lonely man. They just, it was almost like they alphabetized them. Sure. And just threw them at, at oh. into the different sequences. Right. It's just like, oh, we need to cut of the guys riding now and just throw in one of those songs we licensed. And the thing is, is like, so it's heavy lifting is in the beginning and then sprinkled in the middle and then at the end. Because the rest, the filler, is literally just B-rolls. Of the, them riding of on the them bikes. Of them riding the bikes. And yeah. the shots are like, okay, like it's pretty. But it's just so frequent, and the score is oh, so yeah. the same. And, and they're just and like, it's it's they don't look that cool on their bikes. <laughs> no, like they, that's the problem. You can tell they're like going like a slow mile an hour just in case because yeah, they well, all don't know how to actually. Because they're bikes. they're either shooting the actual actors on the bikes yeah. in like mid to close up shots, and sure. so they're only getting like a little bit of them traveling <laughs> at a time, or it's like you know so wide that it's four stunt guys like on on bikes, right? Because even before then, drones, like they're know? not doing anything crazy right yeah you're right maybe there's a helicopter shot or two yeah just like uh, but like it's most of it's just like 
it's, right, it's just weak, slow, man. Or <laughs> they, it's it's super weak, well, and it just doesn't land. It's the, it's, it, yeah, it's just not cool. I was telling you off mic about death proof and it's, it's the opposite of death proof because in, in death proof, like Tarantino had them driving the car at like 80 miles per hour for some shots. And you can tell how fast nice. it's moving. Wow. Um, and it's like, it was definitely some of the most dangerous like stuff he had done, but it's, it's awesome. That, you, I mean, it looks so goofy in this because they're going so slow. So, I mean, you're going to know the difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the next thing that I have on the notes um, is hilarious. And this scene is probably one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> okay. And it sets up like a lot of like the type of humor again. They're writing and then these girls in like a Jeep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding by and they're all like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like six of them. And like they're like wearing like bikinis right. or whatever. And again, this is part of the B-roll of yes, the movie. Yes. Like there's no like 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 proper lines of them interacting. It's just like it's all the visual information of them driving by. The only word I said I heard was like, "Hey, what's up?" And then the girls one of the girls going, "You're hot." And yeah. I was like, there's no way. But, but then the next scene right after it, it starts, starts raining. It starts raining. Yep. And, and so they park their fucking they park their bikes, right? And they don't go inside anywhere. They just sit on the side of the road instead. Well, with yeah, like a well, tarp over. I don't them. think I don't think they're by any buildings. I think they're oh, like they're, 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 they're building straight in the background. <laughs> I swear to God. Really? I, yes, I swear they're to God. They're not on the highway. Dude, no. There's there's buildings right in the background. And I see them, they're covered up. You know, they're in one rain tarp. Yeah, they're in yeah. one rain tarp. And then the same girls come by. They're like, ha, ha, yep. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, that is, <laughs> like, there's no way that actually, like, what happened. Like, first, like, not like 20-year-old, like, like, like they would lady. give a shit. Like, you know. <laughs> first say you're hot. And then see you go, do look at those hot guys. And they're like, do you need a ride? Like, I mean, they're, like, yeah, they're mocking them the whole time for sure. But it, it's also like, what's the point here? We're just supposed to further identify with these guys who the one thing they have is right in. <laughs> like, it's so goofy. I, I don't. Yeah. I love this scene. But and, may, they, and yeah, they, they, they go and camp out. Um, and, uh, they're, they're setting up a big tent. Um, and, uh, they, they set up the tent. They're, they're all sitting around the campfire now. Right. Uh, and Tim Allen's roasted marshmallows. Mm -hmm. Um, Dudley comes in. He's literally wrapped his own shit. Like oh, in, in, yeah. in a plastic yeah. bag. <laughs> yep. It's and they, keep, they keep arguing what to do with the shit. Yeah. And they're both like, like it's like, such a like go shit. put it on like a, on a tree branch so or like bears it, don't get it. It's like bears don't eat shit. <laughs> like, yeah. um, then when he comes back, but, but well, yeah, yeah. Then when he comes back, it's one of the only scenes in the movie, in my opinion, where it was almost a good scene. It was almost a good scene because then they start to open up. And they're actually oh, right, creating right. depth to the character, like all these problems that they're having. That's, that's the, yeah, because uh, he has that line. He's like, what are we doing? Like, like you ever wonder what, ha what that, that's what it is. You ever wonder what happened to your life? Like, like and it's, it's very bad, like the intro into it. But you're right. It gets to the heart of like, okay, now the guys are opening up and something could actually happen here. And then they just ruin it immediately. I mean, well, immediately. Yeah, because that's the thing is like, yeah, they're dealing with a view of masculinity that doesn't allow for emotional expression. Sure. And obviously this is a comedy film. So like, you know, you're going to undercut scenes with jokes anyways. Um, and, and, but you have to pick and choose what scenes 
you you let land emotionally, sure, right? Because Superbad does that, and then they they have other scenes that are just all about the jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and that that's the thing. Yeah, Tim Allen's marshmallow is it lights on fire, and he flings it behind him, and it lights the tent on fire. Yeah, she, then, she goes, "Oh, I don't want this yeah. one." Boop. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Dudley like like goes and he tries to grab the water, Get the water. and then he he throws gas on it. Like it's it's all it's all so dumb. Yeah. Um, but you're yeah, it's it's just like okay, man. Yeah, sure. They all need to sleep in the same bed together so that we can make a gay joke like that. That was the. That's the goal it. of this too, yeah. right? Like so that we could get to that. And of course, Dudley is on Woody. Yeah, well, him. When, when they sleep, yeah. So they, so Martin Lawrence has been blowing up an air mattress, and they were making fun of him for blowing it up. And now they all have to sleep on it and use one like sleeping bag, kind of draped over all of them. Um, and Martin Lawrence, the joke is that he's the only one off of the the mattress. Um, it's like fine, and, yeah. you know, n- nothing wrong there, but just like yeah, um, a little goofy. Th- that's the thing. There's a lot of jokes in this film, and like yeah. it, at least as far as comedies go, is attempting like a very rapid pace uh, uh, of you know, joke, yeah, of jokes, punch, it, punch, it, punch, which, punch, which punch, I I can appreciate, but I more prefer to take the absurd logic, like like we kind of said earlier, of of the world, and just keep playing with absurdity rather than like just having a lot of saying a lot of mean things about other people and, and putting other people down and then laughing at them. Like that just doesn't, that that's not the spirit of a comedy film. It's a cheap way out for a joke. You know, yeah. at the time you're just exploring like the joke. Tropes. A- absolutely. Just and boom. it was, it was easy to, to those were the, the things that people were accepting of, you know, the, the easy jokes you could tell. Also at this moment, right before the next scene happens, I remember where I know Dudley's character from. And, yeah. I, and I just hear in my head, Dr. Grant, Dr. Grant. And it's from a fucking Jurassic Park. So I just started thinking, oh, that's Dr. Grant guy. Yeah. yeah. When he's like always talking to the main character saying Dr. Dr- Grant. Jurassic Park 3? Yeah. Looks like he, he's in? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which which, that, is, that which, is, which is actually kind of a banger. It key. is. No, uh, he's really good. He's in a couple Coen brother films. Uh, Fargo and Barton Fink he's really good in. Um, and then, yeah, he's also in Boogie Nights and Magnolia, which are two Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Wow. Uh, he's really, really awesome in those too. But um, just, just pops up in a lot of random stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Inland Empire, like the David Lynch film, like cool, you know. It's just like, yeah. Um, it's funny that we're talking about actors and what they played in before too, is because right after they're having the scene on the mattress, a cop walks up. Well, right, right, uh, which is played by. Um, Oh man, what's the what's this guy's name? I I had it. And my note on this was what happened to this guy. I ne- I do not see him act in anything. I haven't seen him act in a long time, but yeah. I know he's in a lot back in the day. Well, he's really good. He was uh, he's from he's from uh, he's from uh, what you call it from Scrubs. Yes. Um, yes. I, must, I thought I wrote his fucking name down. That's I can't. Run, yeah. I, no, that's okay. I just can't remember. No, um, it's uh, John C. McKinley. John C. McKinley. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's in a lot of stuff. He's he's in Point Break and Office Space. He plays the the boss in Office Space. You know, oh, the sure. suspenders, yep. and he's like, he, he's he's uh, yeah. I mean, but he kind of he, just he can transform pretty well. He never really got anything out of the spotlight after uh, this film, and uh, I, from, from my eyes, I haven't seen a lot of stuff with him. Afterwards. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, which is kind of unfortunate. But in this movie, his character kind of just. Like, 
doesn't have a lot of room to grow. So rough, it's very man. so rough, very one dimensional. Well, the, so so like we said, you know, the last scene was about all the men sleeping in the same <laughs> bed together, right? Um, and he he's so yeah, uh, he's playing a cop, mm-hmm. um, and he comes up on the boys and he's like, oh, I'm gonna you know charge you for indecent exposure and all of this and like he's just he's he's fucking with them and but it's revealed he's like unless you want one more guy yeah. to hang around with you like and the whole the, the last whole, charge is one jealous man he right. pointed at himself yeah. and right before he walked up or well he might have been there the whole time they don't know they were saying a lot of sh- stuff that can be misconstrued as gay because exactly like, Martin Lawrence was like man I was blowing that thing for three hours and yeah. did and, and he goes and I had to sleep finish over that here. sentence please that's literally verbatim what he it's, says it's rough um, it's rough yeah and that unfortunately for his character that's the only use that's that he has in, in the film um, but you got to make a living man straight up. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a living straight up and then uh but yeah they they get back on their bikes right <laughs> another b-roll terrible score. another b-rolls well the real bikers um come by the, they fly by the, yeah. it's like a group of like what, 50 people probably riding bikes yes definitely like 50 dudes and again this looks a little cooler than what they're doing doesn't look that cool though um, just cool. This is a lot of people, I guess. It, it, you know? Because of the size and the amount of bikes driving by is yeah. why it looks cool. And because like every time I feel like you you do this type of thing, you get real bikers you, and you get people that have distinct looks, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. like like to come in. But I I, I don't know. It, I wasn't noticing too many background actors. Some some of them look kind of fun, but. Yeah, I mean the boys get back on the road. Uh, that there's a gag here, more B-roll footage, right? Yeah, more B-roll. It's starting. Uh, Dudley gets hit by like a bug, and yes. everybody like is laughing at. Or no, uh, Tim Allen gets hit by the first bug, right? And then the other boys are laughing at him. Martin Lawrence and Dudley get get hit by their bugs. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then John Travolta's he's laughing riding through everyone. And he's ah. like ha ha ha, and then he gets hit by a crow. Yeah, <laughs> like which it's a pretty good physical bit. Um, it's it's at least it's funny to watch. You know, <laughs> on my notes I. Said, I said, uh, get it because it's a bird. <laughs> so that's where my land was. I was like, all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man. I think, I think I got the point of that joke. Get it because it's a bird. But, you know, there's another uh, scene here where they're all they've pulled off to like a hot spring off the highway and, and they're they're all bathing and, and Dudley walks up. And uh, he he takes off his underwear and gets mm-hmm. in, and and the guys are like, "Why did he just get naked? Like none of us are naked <laughs> under here." But <laughs> and, and it's another one of those, like that that is a funny conceit, but then it starts to unfold into like more homophobic stuff. Yeah, because the um, classic man, right? You know? and, and like event, like they they take the right angle where they're like, "I thought this this trip was about doing whatever, you know, and being free." And so like John Travolta is like the last holdout, and he's like, "Okay, fine, I'll do it." But when he takes off his underwear, he's like, oh, you boys better not look at me or I'll kill you. Yeah. And it's like, like he sounds like, to, to use a phrase like a pussy more than like any of the other fucking dudes that <laughs> yeah. he's calling pussies like for this yeah. whole fucking like ride. Like yeah. that's where the logic of all this like doesn't even make any sense. Because sure. it's like, I've, I've been, I was a, a, you know, a teenager boy and like, me and my best friends saw each other's dicks all the time and it wasn't <laughs> gay in any capacity, you know? Yeah. Like, that's just, like, the type of shit you are doing, sure. you know? Um, and so, like, for him to, like, melt down at that, 
Just so it bad. just goes to show like what a baby I feel like these guys are in a lot of these situations and how like their feelings of being emasculated are like are are you know they're all made up they're they're all coming from them they're sourced from their own insecurities for sure um, damn that toxic masculinity hits hard hits huh? hard man <laughs> but rant aside um, the uh, a family joins right yeah. and and it's a very funny beat to play oh, out dude. because now they're all naked they can't get out right. they've thrown their underwear away um, and there there's a weird bit with the dad where he's like. They, they're like, oh, don't come in here. There's like snapping turtles. And he's like, oh, let me catch one. Oh, he, like, oh I'm going to get one. No, it's <laughs> yeah. crawfish. A crawfish, right? yeah, they, they said, be careful of snapping turtles. Like, oh, nothing about that. And then he goes, there's crawfish. And he goes, yeah. you hear that, boys? Crawfish. I'm going fishing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he, he very clearly grabs one of the guys. Oh, he jumps, finds a crawfish. And then comes up and is like, we got to go. <laughs> it's just, again, it's, it's just a place Everyone so run, hacky. Kids, run. Run. I just touched a guy's dick. Yeah. Ah. And then the, but the the patrolman comes in that and like and and as the button of this and it's mm-hmm. like you guys got room for one more and he he's Butt naked too naked. and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, again that's all he's allowed to do yep. for the for the rest of this film I'm gay and hey all right, we got, <laughs> we, we're we're gonna burn through the rest of this yes. um, so the boys all hit um, a biker bar because they just need a drink whatever mm-hmm. they get in there and then this time it's actually like no wild hogs allowed like played for real. Uh, whereas it was played as a joke before. Right. Uh, and, and Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta, baby. Is R. playing R. Jack. I mean, the, the, the lead of the, the biker gang. And right. Ray Liotta is the fucking king. Yep. Um, I mean, we don't need to say it because I feel like everyone knows. But and he looks so young in that movie in comparison to when we saw him at yes. the restaurant. Oh, we, oh, oh, dude. Well, he, yeah, I mean, we, we saw him. We saw him very late. Um, we saw the late, uh, the late Ray Liotta. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and he, he still, he still looked like he had so much presence. Like if, sure. if that makes sense, like he had the, he had the intensity oh, <laughs> that he has easy. like, it, you know, in, in, in Goodfellas and for sure. Um, you know, actually I really love, uh, this movie called something wild, uh, it's direct directed by Jonathan Demi who, uh, directed the silence of the lambs. Um, and some other really good films, but, um, the first half of it is played like a rom-com and it's like a fun road trip movie with, with these two, like, you know, people, the guy and a girl who are getting to know each other and kind of falling in love, but they come from different places and she ends up bringing him to her high school reunion and Ray Liotta shows up. As the ex-boyfriend. Oh, shit. Who, like, just got out of jail. Oh, shit. And, like, but, like, he takes, like, he starts, like, they get in his car and, like, leave the the reunion. And the entire tone of the movie changes again. It's, like, the deliverance tone shift Mm. um, where all of a sudden Ray Liotta's presence and his menace and, like, like just energy is like uh, flips on a note. Oh, dude. I mean, because he, like, robs, like, a convenience store. Like, he's starting to, like you know, try to push out this new guy and like hook back up with his ex and like just doing all sorts of shady stuff. And, um, and, and like, you know, the, the, the new guy's got to basically fight to get, get her back. But wow. it takes a very dark and uh, violent turn by the end of the film too. Mm-hmm. And he is incredibly, um, like, like he's just so honed in on the menace, uh, yeah, and, and like sure. the intensity of that character. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping like he would be bringing a lot more of that here too. 
because mm. um, I was like, oh, I've seen I've seen this work before, right? Yeah, which he, um, he does to he, effect. He's good, but he also knows like he, what type of film he's in, and he's not right. gonna go that hard because yeah. he the the material's not there to support it at the end of the day. Also, when he's sewn, it's like a music trope where the they walk in, the music cuts, and they look at him. The like, record scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. It, my it, boy. It's very funny when the boys are all, it, it's it's all the hogs minus Dudley at the table, and they're trying to, like, um, like act out. like they're, well, they're trying to they're trying to act like they're badasses and, like, that they belong here. John and Wilson. so they start talking each other up. They're like, oh, he's really dangerous, man. You don't want to mess with him. It's a kind of fun bit, um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, uh, but but then Dudley but, comes through and just kind of like hey. explains exactly who they are, right? Yeah. Oh, we're all just suburban dads here, yeah, and and, and we are a gang, and, yeah. and he says that, and he's like, oh, really? <laughs> and then yeah, Ray Liotta does this this whole trade thing. He's like, oh, you liked my my bike out front? I'll trade it for yours. And then when they go out front. He's trying to give him the scrap bike, and you know he's just he's fucking with them. But he he takes he takes Dudley's bike and and says like get the fuck out of here, guys. Mm-hmm. And the guys like start to go home because they they actually like believe that maybe they should, maybe they're not real bikers. Um, and then you know Woody, played by John Travolta, is like I'm not gonna let this stand. Yep. <laughs> he goes back and he cuts the gas lines on like all the bikes yep. and then steals back uh, Dudley's bike which is crazy it, it is crazy but it's also like it's one of those moves you've seen like in one of these you know sure. um and yeah as they they basically he he lies to the group about it um and just they 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 start going um they continue their road trip you know worry free and uh <laughs> the bikers see them passing by and then they all get on their bikes, and then they realize, you know, their bikes are all fucked. Ray Liotta's character drops his cigarette, lights all the gas on fire, and blows up the, the bar that they were in. Right. And he and also, John Travolta, when he comes back with the bike, he just straight up lies to everybody. Yeah, no, like, that, the, the that's whole, what I'm saying. Like, three quarters of the movie, Dude, he's, he's, like, he's like, I just talked to them and said, like, that, yeah, that I was going to sue them. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's that. Like, it's, yeah, it's wild. Hogs, uh, wild <laughs> hogs, wild hogs, and another wild thing, great, a great song gets played during these moments, and it's just at the wrong time, and it's yep. just, it just doesn't work, like, especially when he's cutting the things. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Um, There's a lot of homophobia jokes coming from Ray Liotta and his crew too. You know, there is a really funny line though that some someone says, "Dudley, I bet you bag your own shit," and he goes, "How did they know?" Oh <laughs> yeah, when Ray Liotta calls everyone yeah. out, it's so perfect. So then they just roll by. I mean, the song, like like I said, sucks. I mean, <laughs> it, for the moment, it's really good. And yeah. the, uh, like it's a good song. And then they go and they stop to a gas station and need to fill up. And then John Fulton just lies. Like, man, let's just get on the phone, well, Exactly. Man. He's like, he's like, he's so worried because he's the only one who saw the bar explode. Literally. It's just, and it's so funny. Everything you explodes. see one shot in his windshield <laughs> yeah. and it is like the worst CGI like explosion you've ever seen. Um, but that's what we're working with, you know, that, yep. that's, 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 uh, that's 07 CGI for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, you know, they're, they're basically the gang's now searching for the boys. They're, they're going to kill them. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the, the boys all, uh, run out of gas because yeah, Woody, it was like Woody made them run out of town mm-hmm. and they're pushing their bikes up the hill. 
Because there's a warning sign that said 200 miles. Right. Yeah, right, though. 200 miles until uh, the uh, next gas station. Yeah, right. You're like, no, no way. Sure. But yeah. but it was funny nonetheless. And it and, got and them all stranded. Again, it's a cliche. Like, haven't you seen that sign a million times in a movie? Yeah. And you know what exactly what the next scene is going to be, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, they get in. They, they, they get into a town. Um, and uh, basically, like, the gas station is closed on Sundays. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. why not? Sure. But the diner's open. But the diner, yeah, go into the diner. And they go into the diner and, and they, they start wreck havoc. Well, like, they, like it was so funny because they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're petrified. Well, they're so thirsty. They're like, right. we need water. And they just start yelling and like acting crazy, grabbing stuff off a table. Completely unhinged. It, but everybody thinks that they're from the biker gang right. because they're, they are dressed up in, in leather jackets and stuff. And so everyone actually like moves out of their way, mm-hmm. which is like a fun detail. It sets up the history that this town's had True. With, with this gang. True. Um, and yeah, that, but that, the way they acted, I was like, Oh God. So, oh dude, so it's, bad. it's absurd. And, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. And, and you meet Maggie, uh, the, the yep. owner of, of the diner who's played by Marissa Tomei, uh-huh. uh, who is awesome. Uh, I think most people probably know her from the, the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. She she's plays Aunt May. Right. Oh, she's the aunt. Yeah, that's right. The yeah, mom. yeah. But well, <laughs> she's the mother figure of the, the yes. films. It's yeah. Yeah. She, she rocks. Um, also, right yeah. after and this, uh, or sorry, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to say that the, the, we also meet the, the sheriff, um, who's played by Stephen uh, Tall. Oh man, oh I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look that one up. Uh, Stephen Tobolonsky. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Ooh. Yes, um, him. This guy's. Uh, most people would probably remember him from Groundhog's Day. Oh, um, he's like the annoying guy who. The golfer, right? Um, oh, I don't no know if he's a golfer, but he, he just keeps coming up to to Bill Murray's character and going like, "Oh, hey, are you blah blah blah? Remember me? I'm from high school." Oh. Um, and but uh, he's also in Silicon Valley in a really funny role. Well, interesting. Um, but the the boys are basically just and they're invited to the chili cook off. Right. Well, this. that that's the thing. The boys realize they have to stay in town because there is no gas. Right. They're like they're. Don't worry though. There's a chili cook-off tonight and tomorrow. It's gonna be great. You know, the sheriff you're knows they're not part of the Del Fuegos. So right. He, he, he takes that out. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a uh, they they go to the chili cook-off. Um, and <laughs> one of my favorite Mar- characters Mar- is here. Well, well, Bobby is like um is is like uh, <laughs> it's a he's throwing um he, he's playing one of the oh games, my the carnival God. games. Yes. And he, he hit down the pens. Yeah. And he's, th- he throws the ball and it hits Tim Allen in the nuts. It's just like, bullseye Bobby, baby. And he goes, he goes to Tim Allen goes, what do they call me? He goes, bullseye Bobby. Goes, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what, and it's just such a funny trope. Yeah. Just and also more bits during yeah. this. There's also, you know, Kyle gases. No. From Tenacious D. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Sorry, yes. Kyle Gass is there. And That's he, right. He shows, like, four scenes he's, of them, and it's, they're awesome. Well, he's singing, uh, Don't You Want My Body. Like, you know, if you don't, want my body, and then you think I'm don't sexy. Don't you think your girlfriend is hot like Oh, that's, me. Right, that's what it is. <laughs> don't you? It's all, don't you? All that, and it's Kyle Gass. He, he's playing it funnily, even though the joke is on him. You know, very clearly here. The joke's on him, but as it age, it's awesome. It's just awesome now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a cool scene to watch him like sing and dance. You know, it's Kyle Gass. He, he is rocks. a good get, like for for a cameo. Um, yeah, and Dudley is eating this hot chili. Uh, you know, it's too hot for him. Just it's Maggie's another, chili. Maggie's chili. Just another classic, like like joke. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're, it, it's just all really. <laughs> 
by the mill <laughs> yeah. like stuff um like yeah. like honestly for the rest of this like they're just setting up these boys got to connect with these town you know these townspeople and and they're going to fight off the bank by biker gang which you know they eventually have to because mm-hmm. the the boys uh discover them like some two of the bikers discover them there and call back and uh <laughs> but but the wild hogs see the 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 del fuentos the del, del fuegos, del fuegos. <laughs> that, yeah they see the dwell the del uh they see the del fuegos and they uh and and bobby goes up to him and, and starts being like oh were you not afraid the first time like, we'll sue your ass all that stuff and he, he takes like some ketchup and mustard and sprays yeah. it in their face mm. just another one of those when has that ever happened in yeah. reality where yeah. someone just sits and let you lets you do that yeah the guy goes and goes don't it's like don't jake will kill us <laughs> yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> like oh but they oh, have sure. to stand here yeah and they can't walk away anyway. yeah i can't yeah. block my face i just go Right, right. I just have to look like a badass. It's the thing that only happens in a comedy movie. Um, yeah, and then you know, there's just yeah, like like one of the guys has has a line about like um, the the beer. You know, <laughs> he's like he's like, oh, we don't drink that. We we don't drink that. That's that's fucking it, it's fucking warm. Yeah, he's like. Uh, it, that tastes like piss. It's warm. It's like, yeah, if we drink piss, it'd be it, cold. It's gotta be cold. <laughs> and that character <laughs> like, the what? whole time is making shitty jokes like that. Absolutely. He's just the tall bird. He's just guy. the dumb guy that's that's really big, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, it's interesting that uh uh what what that um Tim Allen's character is constantly yelling at uh John Travolta. He's and he's saying, Woody, Woody do this, Woody do that, Woody, Woody, Woody. <laughs> Tim Allen's like most popular character is is Buzz Lightyear, oh, who is always yelling Woody. Oh, that's in right. those movies. I like, like I was like getting this whiplash, like of like, <laughs> here, oh, I've here. heard this, like I've heard uh. that inclination of Woody. I was just like, how do they name him that, right. and get away with this at all? It's a Disney movie too. I'm pretty sure. Oh, right, because uh, maybe I don't know. Or I guess o- Old Dogs was. I don't know if this old was dogs Disney was. too. Old Dogs. Was. Um, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean. This is basically this. This is where the wild hogs come in. The next day, they they get Dudley. They hang him up on a tree, mm-hmm. um, and they're, they the, the wild hogs are like, "All right, we got to face the music," and they 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 ride their bikes. They try to like kind of swoop Dudley off and do this cool maneuver, and they fail. Well, right right before this, like I'm not gonna touch no, no, on please, anything please. crazy, but. This is when John Travolta's character gets exposed. Oh, that's right. Of course. And then that's when he gets caught in his lie. And because it's just the, the whole so gang ridiculous. has showed up. Like, yeah. you know, he can't run from the lie anymore. And then that's when it comes apparent that these guys aren't, are just so close to being friends. But like, you know what I mean? They don't feel like they don't friends. No, they do not. They, exactly. <laughs> so it weird. feels like you got four guys it doesn't build in the their, room. Why they know each other at all. It's like, oh, we went to school. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know? No, you're yes. right. It's so, it's all circumstance. It's all because we want these guys to hang out. Yeah. Right. But then they band together and, you know, they have like, oh, fuck you. We're going here. And then they go back and Dudley gets captured. That's when they're like, okay, we'll allow you back in because Dudley's got captured. So they yeah. have this plan to go. And it goes terribly, of course. You yeah. know, a comedic effect. Tim Allen's supposed to jump off of his bike, it's, grab it, it him, no and it's going to yeah. fly or it's, like out of. But but what's fun about it is that they try to do something cool and it fails, and like then then they truly are left face to face with these guys. Yeah, and they they just fight them. I mean, straight, straight up, up you just watch these the wild hogs get the shit beat out of them, which rules. <laughs> like like there, there's not a lot of films that will just let. 
the, you know, their main actors just get fucked up, you know, right. um, especially cause like that is an actual bit of demasculation that like movie stars worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to be portrayed as being beat up because they don't want to be seen as weak. It's, it's like a whole fucking thing. The rock won't lose a fight in any movie he's in that it's in his contract. Oh really? I I kid you not. That's pretty cool. Like people, people think about that stuff to that extent. So, you know, just for this, it's, it's, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice that they're not also in this movie. Ray Liotta's laugh is completely unhinged. Unhinged, yeah. Just, well, he, he's having a blast, you yeah, know, like with whatever he's doing. And my my roommate that was watching was like, oh, dude, he's probably coked up because of Tim Allen. And I was oh like, my. what the fuck do you he mean? He didn't know. <laughs> and then he goes, you don't know, like, Tim Allen's running a coke ring? And I was like, damn, oh, yeah. okay. And Tim Allen has a line in this about, like, I used to do more I drugs to, or I something. Used high, like, I used to get high. He calls, with, him, he calls himself the Golden Knight. Oh, and, I know. Yeah, and, yeah, I am aware. And right before he does that thing, it goes, <laughs> "Call me it." Right? Yeah, call me the golden. <laughs> but um, <laughs> after this happens, they get in that fight, right? They get into that fight. It goes, and this is like the pinnacle. All the characters, everything that we built, which is very little, you know, <laughs> very very little. Like this is seriously like the end of the movie. Like this is we're not really. Skipping I know this anything. is it. This, this is, is it, it, man. The cop gone. Like it doesn't matter. They're in the city. They're facing it. And then uh, they just won't back down. And like Ray Lewis here is like, seriously? You guys aren't going to back down? And then the, t- and then the yeah. town comes up and goes, well, if they're not backing down, they can handle exactly. you. Exactly. If handling. four wild hogs can stand up to you, then why can't we stand up to you too? <laughs> it's like every person in the town had the same thought at the same time. Yeah. Wait a minute. And I like how the town's so involved. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. they would not give a but shit. But this is, it's a, it's classic movie construction shit, right? right? Like, like everyone's the, on board immediately. The, the town is a character. That's why they <laughs> yeah. spent time wooing the town, right? Right and and dancing in front of the town and whatever. Yeah, because they're like, oh yeah, we're uh, yeah, you know, we we uh, talked them up and like they're or whatever. What I do like is that the bikers aren't gonna step down. Like that's it's still played out. Like they're they're not gonna they, you know they they're they're still like fuck you guys we'll fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, Blade <laughs> is the name of this biker who Did pulls up this scene and and yeah. Blade is played by Peter Fonda. Um, and Peter Fonda very famously is, uh, one of the two bikers in easy rider An easy rider is the movie that inspired all of these old guys to hit the road in the first place. Easy rider is the movie that made motorcycles cool in like the seventies and eighties, like just as far as like hit the road and, and go off on that. It started the whole trend of a lot of it too. Um, of just like the freedom of the open road. And so for Peter Fonda to kind of come in here and he's playing Jack's dad and tell him to like lay off is a nod to the biker movies, you know, like that came before them, which, which is actually like, Oh cool. You know, like that's the type of thing this type of film should be doing. Like, like you said, we had the bikers, the chopper guys earlier in the bar. mm -hmm. It's like, you you should just fill the world up with like these guys. If you're doing an homage to it anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, also Dudley kind of steps up and does his own little spotlight thing because he's in love. Oh yeah, and he goes, "I'm gonna defend the city." And it fails completely. Yeah, you know? well, it, but it's, yeah, it's he does cool. have a very funny scene when he first fights the the bikers and right. gets captured, and the bikers are even like, "We're gonna break his legs," and he's like, "I don't need my legs. Don't don't come after me." And then and then they're like, "He's like, I'm a programmer," and they're like, "We'll break his hands." Then and he's like, <laughs> "Okay, you guys got to pay these guys. Yeah, <laughs> I need out." Yeah. 
And um, you know what's this cool about this last scene, like the end of the movie with the boss, right? Blade. Mm-hmm. It's actually Ray Liotta's dad. And he goes, all right, right. son. And then the, he's like, oh, yeah. shit, okay. But it's it's really interesting because it's just, this guy comes in, does a couple one-liners, and the whole plot that the movie's built is just, pff, just poof. Just yep. done. Yep. Well, I'll settle. Yeah, I'll done. And, and then he gets to go, well, wild hogs, ride hard or go home. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like, he gets yeah. to be like, you guys are badasses. It's been certified by another badass. <laughs> yeah. Go home. And then they. Bonified badass. Well, and he says, leave the watches behind, which is a, it's a, it's a good line, you know? It is. Yeah. Cause um, you know, don't want to tell the fit time. The look. Yeah. Doesn't fit the look. Freedom, man. man. Freedom. Free men don't, don't tell the time. I don't care if I'm hungry or sad. I'm just on the big road. Toxic Bro. masculinity is making you keep a watch. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. That is, the, that is the point of this film, man. Yeah, get out of the system, man. Get out of your mind. <laughs> um, but, you know, then the women show up, the wives, and, like, Bobby fixes his marriage in, like, a right moment. Right in front uh, of all of a sudden, like... You know, Tim Allen's son is there, and he's like, "Wow, you're so cool, Dad." <laughs> like, it's so like, like, bad. Like, it all just wraps up like yeah. like nothing. Yep. Um, and uh, <laughs> and and then like the like one of the the sheriffs is like, "You fellas were a blessing to this town." Straight up. <laughs> it's just like, and then it's and like it, we get it, we we fucking got it. They <laughs> saved this town. And the twins is like, "Yeah," and Meathead really liked you too because he always talked in his fucked up ear. Yeah. And then he finally hears him and goes, "What do you say?" Right. Right. That that is a good little. Then they, they tie up that something that. Comes completely forgot happens and I'm like I, lo- I it's actually a pretty good part of the movie uh-huh the final ending scene oh yeah well because they write off they, they their their whole goal was to go to the coast mm-hmm. so they're like we're gonna keep riding we're not going home mm-hmm. and and yes so good vibrations right <sighs> that necessarily wasn't the scene I was, was talking that not about, what you're talking about? What but you? but that scene is great say, say what you're saying that's the end it's cool to see a bit of our home you know, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. we we are here close to SoCal, out in LA, out in LA. So it's cool to see we're close to the coast and to see those iconic spots. Always love seeing PCH. Venice, uh, not, PCH, knocked Malibu. up ends with with PCH as well. It's just classic LA, you know, imagery. Right, and then you know Dudley does his thing, his trope, and then they crash instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Then. That's right. Uh, a scene of if you guys remember the show Extreme Home Makeover. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. That's the credits. I was gonna. I was yeah. Oh, that's the credits. That, that's what you're. Yeah. That, that, oh, okay. That's why I was just trying to wrap the film before oh, I got sure, to that. Sure, yeah. Sure. No. Yeah. Perfect. No. But you're right. We did wrap the film. Yeah. Which which it's it's but good. It, well, it's perfect B-roll footage over the movies or over over the uh, over the credits too because mm-hmm. they don't show the rebuilt bar, um, but it's a it's a home improvement or home. Real home, it, what yeah, is it? it Extreme it, makeover, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, which was a huge thing of 07. The it's a perfect hit. element of 07. It's it's what, you know, VHS was playing for like six hours of their programming Should a day have. or something, you know? And I love this stuff. so iconic. It's just nostalgia overload. Yeah. Jake, we know that you've had a lot, a lot of time with, uh, you know, your bar being grown up and your gang and all this and the wild hogs. Wanted to help you out. And the, he's like, oh, it didn't have to name right, us. Right, right. And then they show the thing, like usual, it's 100% CGI. The building is a complete CGI mess. Wait, they did show the building? They showed like the one building? Shot? I thought, I, I missed it. And I must have, I just they showed was it, up and, and it's down. a CGI bar. And it is <laughs> just rough. really bad. Yeah. I, really I, bad. I, th- well, I was giving them props for shooting around it and just showing the reactions of everyone. And then, and then cutting to the reactions of like, the bar was like a home to me. So when I lost the bar, I was like, I lost a home. Like all that stuff was really funny. I sure. Thought. I mean, even Ray Liot is like, yeah, yeah. Like you're crying. Like perfect really. wrap up for him. And you know, that's a, it's a, 
it's a great ending for a terrible film for some, you know, in my opinion, the film was bad, but still watchable. Mm -hmm. Um, not in a way that it was like really funny, bad, No, but I just feel like if they tweaked, like if they really went full force into some items, but for the time, it's just so period correct. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Well, it's just, it's unfortunately just poorly constructed at a lot of points, right? Like just relying on too many cliches, uh, for setups. And it's like, you know, it's, it's good. It's okay to rely on a cliche if it gets you to a good joke. But, you know, as we know, some of this is like this, the cliche setup to do a, a, a taste, a taste, a tasteless joke, you know? Um, and I mean, dude, this is, this is like, this is rough. This is, this is like $2 DVD yes. bargain been you know material for sure with a couple a-listers john schwartz is an a-lister he is sure. but he is not in in a, a good moment of his career here at all yeah. uh, this is it, like he had two moments of his career where he was like re- he was really big when he started and then he fell out of fashion and he came back into fashion with pulp fiction and then he went back out of fashion mm-hmm. by the time this is out and i don't think he's come back into fashion again mm-hmm. um you know he's got gaudy was that huge fucking mess of a film um like it's just yeah it's a bit off the rails now and you know it's it's cool to reflect and look at these movies uh for people our age and people that haven't seen them go watch them it's my first time man. Um, i hope this kind of inspired a little bit of reflection of of the world at the time yeah. and the beauty of cinema how it captures more than than what you would see at the first time you know it's i think fun. so and, and i will say um i just wanted to make one comment on this director walt becker um, he hasn't made many films, but his next film, Old Dogs, is ten times crazier than this. Really, I, every it's it, it takes all of this idea of cliche plot constructions, yada yada, and just goes fucking insane. It's just it, it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's got Robin Williams and John Travolta in it again. John Travolta's playing a very similar role. Um, but um, yeah, if you want another uh, crazy movie, uh, that would make a good double for sure. Nice, and maybe we'll talk about it one day. Uh, maybe I think I think if I'm going with more seasons, we're going backwards <laughs> rather than forwards. Yeah. But you never know; we might come back up. That's right. Well, um, I appreciate you having me, Averick. Thank uh, you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on social media? Like um, Instagram, anything like that? Yeah, that you want to plug Instagram Av or Rick is my handle, but it's I don't post very often. Yeah. I just love posting food pictures. Cool, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Gonna start maybe getting a YouTube rock in myself. Maybe something like this is like it's very inspiring to do. But yeah, if you guys enjoyed, let me know. Nice, let me know. I mean, yeah, please do. Appreciate you guys. Visit, uh, I was gonna say I'll I'll link up to your stuff in the show notes so you guys can check that out. Um, you. you can follow Cinemaspan on Letterbox, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Lewis Hillegas. Um, that has been the show. That it's uh, another double of 2007 down. Thank you, Solid, Alberic. Solid episode. Fucking nuts. solid episode. Hell yeah! And obviously a great movie. Well, <laughs> oh dude, it was nothing. I mean, I would only put you on for a masterpiece. You know, nice. nice. What do you think? Wild hogs ride hard, or do wild hogs go home? I think they ride. Hard. I think they ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. <coughs> oh god. Uh, help me. Super bad for the first time? Oh, no. It's okay. You can take 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 it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hi baby. Hi. How are you? I 
tried calling you earlier. I'm on the podcast right now, at least. Uh, what? What'd you say? I made it. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was sketchy, but I made it. But we're, we're, we're recording at the moment. Can I call you back in just a little bit, baby? Are you, do, are you at home? Okay, can you please be safe? Okay, please. I love you very much, honey. Okay, I'll call you as soon as I can. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Women. Ah. <laughs> 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 If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Woo. That uh that that's a joke that, that would fit right in with, on wild hogs. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's all yes. I'll say. Yes. 